Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel and the Romero's Living Dead Retrospective Podcast, where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. Go to weirdgeeks.com to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details, and news on our very own feature films, albums, and shorts that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced, and no infringement is intended. Geeks! 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 Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel, where every single Friday we take you through another installment in a classic horror retrospective franchise. Right now we're doing all of Romero's Living Dead. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me through all the movies are Christina Masterson. Hey! And Haruka Abe. Hello! <laughs> so polite. <laughs> so muted today. Uh, we are dealing with Diary of the Dead, the second to last Romero Living Dead movie. Came out in 2007. It got a 5.7 out of 10 on the IMDb's. Wow. And we're going to be talking all about it in a moment. But before we get into it, oh, actually, you know what? I keep forgetting to do. If you're new to our podcast, if for whatever reason this is your first one you're listening to, you can head over to wearegeeks.com and you can support us and find all of our previous horror retrospective podcasts, as well as a whole bunch of other fun too. So, Christina, hi. Hi. <laughs> Can you, um, <laughs> the year 2007, we're all alive then, right? When you, when things were happening, we were watching movies. Yeah, I was not yes. a kid anymore. You are, are you sure? <laughs> you I'm seem sure to be a kid <laughs> every time we talk about any year. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do us a little guide through the top 10 box office? I'd love in to. In the entire world. Number so. 10, we're starting at, uh, the movie is 300. Ooh. Ooh. That was, oh, yeah. I mean, that was Zack Snyder's second film. And we talked about him last week because he had just done the Dawn of the Dead remake a, a mm. couple of years prior. Mm. Okay. And number nine, <laughs> we got a. Just giving you gold. <laughs> I never watched it. Sorry. <laughs> number what, nine. You never saw 300? Huh? No. Did you watch it, mm. Haruka? Yeah. Oh. Uh, 300. Of, like, yeah. Big deal. Oh, guys in like. Pants. Hot guys in pants. Right? Aren't Shot they in just slow topless? Motion. Yeah. Topless killing people? Yeah. Topless Spartans killing people. Mm. I don't only watch real... it for a podcast. <laughs> Challenge accepted. For so, a Swords and Sandals podcast. Number nine, we have a National Treasure Book of Secrets. <laughs> oh. That's the second one. Oh, wow. Do you know that? That girl in the top ten. Jesus. Oh, it has uh, uh, Nicolas Cage and Diane Kruger. Yeah. 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 And wait. Oof. I've actually watched these films quite a bit just because I like Indiana Jonesy adventure films and mm. they don't make many of those. These are, you know, some of the only ones there, but they're bad movies. <laughs> they're not <Okay>. good. <laughs> I'll stay away. Okay. Number eight, we got The Simpsons movie. Ooh, Spider Pig. Spider, Spider I was going to say Spider Pig is the thing that everyone takes from the Simpsons movie. I oh. forgot that movie came out, to be honest. That was, that was a big deal at the time. Yeah, I don't think I watched that either. Jeez, what you was I doing in 2007? <laughs> I'm fun Being getting outside, living life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that leads us to number seven. 
I am legend. Yeah. Ooh, I do really love this movie, other than the ending. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, based on a... Well, actually, also feeds into our retrospective, because this is based on the book, which was what George Romero, of his own admission, based Night of the Living Dead on, to begin with. Oh. Um, he wanted He wanted to do the same story as I am legend, but didn't want to copy it with vampires. Although in the movie, and this is the... Actually, you know what? Interesting. Because the book was originally about vampires, and it's very social, political. And then there was a movie called I Am Omega, uh, is that what it's called? No, so not I'm Omega. That was the bad knockoff. It was called Omega Man in like the 70s or 60s or something. But then Romero stole from it to make Night of the Living Dead and turned the vampires into zombies, basically, and then, yeah, did some very different stuff with it. And now when they do this new version of I Am Legend, the movie, the creatures in it aren't vampires anymore. They're pretty much well, zombies. They are, but they're like bat zombies, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they're definitely closer to zombies than vampires, though. Mm. I think I watched this one. Congratulations. Did Will Smith have like a, he lived in his house. Yep. And he had bacon in his freezer that he gave (laughs) some, this mom and yeah, he has a dog, but he, Mm -hmm. he rescued like a mom and son or, or some child, right? Towards the end, I think he does. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And he gives them bacon. You don't go out at nighttime. Frozen bacon. Did Kim frozen bacon? I yeah. remember that. I don't know why, but I remember that. Something about I frozen don't bacon. That at all. Like, I mean, you would remember. How is that the thing you remember about <laughs> I Am Legend? Like, it opens in a sort of destroyed New York City and grass has overgrown it, and he's driving a car through it, chasing a deer and hunting yeah. them with a sniper rifle. And, yeah. Yeah, he had yeah. a dog. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> dog of frozen bacon. <laughs> okay, number six. I did see this, I believe, in the movie theaters. We have Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Back when Pixar were really fantastic. <laughs> when they were just in like knockout after knockout. That was a good film. Yeah, that was good. Number five, we have uh, Transformers. Mm. The beginning of something that is still going on. Is that on, the first one with Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, that would be the first one. Oh, Michael Bay, Megan Fox. Hot oh, mess. yeah. Ooh. Hot mess, that Ooh. film. I watched that one, I think. Why? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine you would go. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was on the airplane. Who knows? Number four, we have Shrek the Third. Jeez. Mm. There's three of them? Oh, there's more. There's four or five. And then there's the Puss in Boots spinoff. Yeah. (gasps) I watched this one for sure. Are you ready for it? I'm very ready. <laughs> Number three, Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire and Kristen Dunks with the upside down kiss. Oh, <laughs> Oh, boy. This was uh, number three. Well, yeah. Did you see three, though? Because you would have seen the first one. That's the upside down kiss is the first one. The third oh, one. Oh, there's been like more Topher with Grace. them? Oh, yeah. There were three of them. This, oh. was, this was the bad one where he's like an emo boy in one scene and dancing down the street being bad boy. Okay, no. So it's, yeah. I only watched the it. first one yeah. with the upside Tuesday, down uh, kiss, yeah. Third one is bad. Okay. Well, then let's move on. <laughs> We've got number two, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Ooh. Wow. What happens in this one? I don't remember this one. God, they made so much money, these Harry Potter yes, kids. It's insane. Yes, it she did all right. She did all right ripping off other people. Oh. I don't remember this one. Luca, I don't know you're it. my Harry Potter person in this yeah. podcast. 
think it's the is it the fifth one well it'll be the one yeah because like last week we did goblet of fire which yeah. was the fourth one mm-hmm. and it would have been a couple of years till there was another mm-hmm. one wouldn't it, it they weren't is... doing them yearly when so they're warning like mad- about Lord Voldemort's returns, uh, Harry oh, and one? Dumbledore, or whatever, are targeted by the wizard authorities as an authoritarian, I don't know, slowly seizes power at Hogwarts. <laughs> Something like that. And, she's, and you're not even reading that off of anything. That's just the top of your head. It's yeah. the one where like, they team up. They, they like form a little secret group yeah. and train each other. Is that other. the one where it finally, you see Voldemort or whatever and it actually begins proper? Because it's pretty yeah. much been a tease up till then, hasn't it? Yeah. And then yeah, it yeah. starts proper like, okay. And it has that like Umbridge, yeah. Professor Umbridge, the cat lady Yeah, stuff. I should rewatch those sometime before they redo them, which is happening. We should do a podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, had, so like, again, had a lot of people who want to do Lord of the Rings, a lot of people want to do Harry Potter, <sighs> but we just, I just don't have the time. <laughs> Only, only terrible me. horror movies for me. <laughs> <laughs> you only have time for, yeah, bad horror mm-hmm. movies. Okay, so that brings us to number one. Anybody have a guest? Guess? 2007. Mm-hmm. No, I would have thought Harry Potter. So what the fuck could be bigger than Harry Potter? Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, of At course. World's End with Johnny Depp, Orlando Boom, Bloom, Kira Knightley. Oh, that must be the second one if it's got, still got both of them in it. Yeah, people forget how much money those movies made. Serious money. Like serious. serious money. Mm-hmm. More than Harry Potter. People like them pirates. Yeah, a lot um, more than you- Harry Potter. Worldwide, it made $963 million? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not Marvel numbers, money. though. Not breaking the billion. <gasps> Haruka. Yes. Thank you very much. Sorry, Christina. We appreciate it. For- yeah, yeah, yeah. Painting that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. We're moving on. We don't care anymore. Aruka, what horror movies came out? Because it wasn't. Well, I Am Legend was there. That was it, though. Mm-hmm. That's the only horror movie in the top 10 that year. Mm. There's some great films on this list, though. Okay. Tell me. <laughs> 28 Weeks Later, Danny Boyle. Mm. I don't uh, know. Um, <laughs> you don't know 28 Weeks Later? <laughs> is it this, this is a, well, it was a sequel to 28 Days Later. And sadly, 28 months later was meant to happen. It's never happened. So we're always hoping Danny Boyle will get mm-hmm. back and do that one. Uh, but 28, days, 28 weeks later was, I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, it was all right. If there's a third one, but without a third one, it's a bit pointless, I find. Yeah. It, it basically, because by the end of 28 days later, spoilers, they kind of say the zombies are all going away. And then with 28 weeks later, they basically, it's an excuse for why they're coming back. It's like, okay, but well, then you need to show them back. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't happen. Well, Robert Carlyle's in it, so, you know. That's true. It's great. That's true. And great. Imogen Poots. Yeah. Pootsie. Pootsie, your favorite. Love some Pootsie. We also have 30 Days of Night. That's like one of my absolute favorite horror films. Is it? Yeah, I love it. With old Josh Harnett. Josh mm-hmm. Harnett, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was based on a comic book. Yeah. Um, it was cool. It's it was good. very good. Do you know this film, Christina? No. It's quite good fun. <laughs> it's based on the whole like idea. The comic book series was based on the whole idea of um, up when you go way up north and you get you know months of just darkness when they don't get sunlight essentially, and that the vampires would obviously go. This is a perfect place to go. <laughs> so the vampires head up to where is it? Is it in Antarctica or is it? I think it's Alaska. Something Alaska. Alaska somewhere. Oh, somewhere I, up north. I like a good Borrow. vampire movie. It's actually good fun, and it's stylishly made. Uh, we also have. 
How do you read this? Uh, 1408 or 1,000? Yeah. 1408. 1408. 1408. Yeah. It's a hotel room. It's a Stephen King. Oh, yes. Yeah. With John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. It's like most Stephen King films. It's (laughs) it's got ups and downs. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's quite pretty. It's pretty sorry. We also have Aliens versus Predator Requiem. It's the second in the versus movies with those guys. Most people hate this movie. I actually slightly prefer it to the first one because it's so stupid. It's kind of more fun. I think that film, though, has Charlie from last week's Land of the Dead podcast. Oh. I think he's in there. Good old Charlie. Uh, we also have Dead Silence. That's James Wan, who uh, invented the Saw series and is now doing huge, huge things, including directing Aquaman, isn't he? Uh, Ooh. Yeah. This was his first doll thing before he went on to create Conjuring and Annabelle and stuff like that. He tried <sighs> it out with Dead Silence and it didn't do as well. Okay. Uh, Flight of the Living Dead Outbreak on a Plane. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long one. No idea. But it proves that even in 2007, people are still doing Of the Living Dead ripoffs. Yeah. It's still culturally relevant even in 2007, like 40 years later. It's crazy. Uh, Frontiers. This is a French film by Xavier Gens. It's actually, I really like it. It's hyper-violent. It's part of the whole, what do you call it? Oh, Jesus. We we're going to do a new, oh, Jesus. I've forgotten the terminology for it. Forget it. A new French uh, extremism, ah. whatever it's called. Yeah. We we're going to do a whole podcast about it and we didn't. Good story. <laughs> There's also Grindhouse. Is that the death proof and tarantino robert rodriguez yeah, yeah. all the weird trailers by edgar wright and rob zombie oh and... yeah that was a great film i really liked it which only america got to see properly like that got released in america for a couple of weeks how it was meant to be all butchered edited down badly like it was meant to be with the trailers packages the two films oh, and they no one went that. to see it they show that in the UK as well, in some art house. Cinemas. Yeah, but they exactly. It wasn't properly released like that because oh, it right. did so badly in America that then they didn't know how to sell it. Um, so they took the films back, added in scenes, re-edited them and pushed them to be separate movies that are longer than neither Rodriguez or Tarantino wanted and then sold them like that to international markets. So when it got released in the UK and everywhere else in the world, it was two separate films. Oh, I but see. But yeah, like, now there's such a cult following that yes, they do you know, special screeners of the mm-hmm. original cut. Um, Which one did yeah. you like better, Al? I must prefer Tarantino's one, the Death Proof one. Yeah. I think Russell, what's his name? Um, Kurt Russell is fucking brilliant in that. The crazy driver guy. Mm-hmm. I actually think like that year, like I don't think the film's actually that great, Death Proof, but I think Kurt Russell deserves a fucking Oscar for that film. He's amazing. This one had, it didn't it have Michelle Rodriguez in it? Did it? Don't think. Oh, she was maybe in the other one in Planet Terror. Oh, okay. Because she's good friends with Rodriguez, I think. Mm. Machete's from this, wasn't it? The, yeah. You know, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Machete was, was from that, and Hobo with a Shotgun was from that. Nearly all of the fake trailers made for that have mm-hmm. been turned to feature films now. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. We've got Halloween. Mm. Not to be confused with the original Halloween 1978 and not to be confused with Halloween coming out this year in 2018. This was the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween in oh. 2007. I see. Which, yeah, got people quite upset because he Rob Zombie-fied it. Mm. The Hills Have Eyes too. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. I actually like the remake of the original I like, but the sequel's no good. 
Okay. The Hitcher. This is with uh, uh, one of your favorites, I think, Ruka. This is with Sean Bean. Oh, does he die? <laughs> does he die in it? <laughs> he dies in everything. Mm. Um, yeah, he's taking, uh, he's playing the Rutger Hauer role from the original Hitcher. The original Hitcher is genuinely a midnight movie masterpiece. It's fantastic. Okay. Every time I go back to it, I'm like astounded that it still works so well. This remake is Michael Bay and it's soulless and Michael Bay. Oh. Uh, Hostel Part 2. Blah. <laughs> More telltale I- stories of America's don't go to Europe because you'll be <laughs> kidnapped <laughs> immediately. You'll be tortured, murdered. Yep. yep. I Am Legend, aforementioned. Aforementioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The invasion. Uh, so this is actually the last of proper official invasion of the body snatchers film, and we covered it on our invasion of the body snatchers podcast. You can hear me, Katie Watson, and Allison uh, chatting about that film. If you go to weegeeks.com. Uh the mist. You talked about this last yes, week. Yes, I did because I got confused. The mist and the fog. Yeah, <laughs> which I confusing. still I still want like a versus movie, <laughs> the mist versus the fog. <laughs> They're just like two two big blankets of condensation mm-hmm. fighting each other. <laughs> but this is a Stephen King a Stephen King one, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the supermarket Cthulhu kind of monsters. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. Paranormal Activity. Yeah, one of the most uh, successful movies. I think it's still the most ex- uh, successful independent movie of all time. Um, it was made initially for fifteen thousand dollars, and made fucking like I can't remember it was something like sixty or seventy million. It made mm. so much money. Okay, we also have another great zombie film, Wreck. Yeah. So the same year as this one, Diary of the Dead, which we're about to talk about, Wreck came out in Spain and did found footage zombie films, and there are some similarities. But yeah, we can get to that when we get to the movie. <laughs> Uh, Resident Evil Extinction. There's so many Resident Evil films. Oh, there are so many, and none of them have numbers after their titles, so it gets <laughs> really confusing. But I will say one of the people in the movie we're about to talk about was in three of them, and maybe even this one. I forget. Okay. Yeah, I think he might have been in this one. He was in three of them. Uh, next on the list, Saw 4. Nothing more to say about these horrible, horrible movies. <laughs> <laughs> Saw 4. I'm sure I've seen it, but... Or becomes yeah. a blur. Horrible. Uh, teeth. Have you seen teeth? Oh, I've seen teeth. <laughs> there it is. Sure. <laughs> You've seen teeth? <laughs> yeah, I went to the movie theaters when it came out. Wow. The films that you go and see. <laughs> <laughs> I am completely banking on Haruka having seen teeth. Is this the Regina Cantata one? No. Have yes. you? It yeah, is. Yeah. Okay, so I have seen it. It's a teeth with the, in the vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, I have seen. Oh my god, Ruka tries to go Latin on us, and she was like, "She has teeth in her vagina." <laughs> yeah, that was so interesting. Yeah, it's one of those films that I feel is like it's a great idea for a short movie, but for a feature film, it gets a little bit long in the tooth. Excuse the pun. <laughs> Good one. War of the Living Dead Two: Girls, Zombies, and Rock and Roll. I have no idea, but more Living Dead movies. Mm, <laughs> great title, once again. Yep. And then finally, we've got Wrong Turn to Dead End. A series that most people don't seem to know there was more than one movie in, but there's like seven wrong turns, I think. They're just doing the seventh one now, I believe. And we'll get to those one day. One Even day. 
yeah one day one day uh thank you very much haruka okay so we're in a we're again still torture porn is really what's making the money but yeah there's some fun found footage stuff paranormal activity is about to come in and knock everything out wreck is already happening i forget wreck was the same year as paranormal activity one so it really was yeah a flag bearer as well and amidst all of that we have george romero deciding he needs to get on the found footage bandwagon as well um obviously for Younger listeners, I know Blair Witch Project was the one that really modernized it in like 1998, wasn't it? Or 99. Uh, there were films before that. Last broadcast is what the Blair Witch actually stole pretty much everything from and improved upon. And then Cannibal Holocaust. But found footage really had like a little boom there, but it really like had an explosion this year with Paranormal Activity, 2007. That was, which wasn't that long ago. But yeah, it had been around for 10 years. And social media was changing at this point. People were getting, you know, smartphones and YouTube was obviously had been around way before this, but it was becoming a phenomenon of everybody. It's not just panda bear sneezing. It is everybody telling their stories and making money and being able to do a different form of of the news cycle, essentially. And if there's one thing we know about Romero is he likes his news cycles. And oh, how, my gosh. How the government <laughs> tells the news. So, into this, he made Diary of the Dead. So, how did this movie get made? So, we're only a couple of years after Land of the Dead. And he spent 20 years away between day and land. And now we just go a couple of years later. And he's had the idea for a while. He actually had it before Land of the Dead. He was struck with the idea, in, and this is in his own words, that an, this octopus of social media and information was unmanaged. And he wanted to do a commentary on how a managed social media is. And he wanted to do it before it became redundant because say what you want about him. He is a smart man. He is about 68 at this point. And he realized, look, what I have to say is pretty quickly going to be made redundant because uh, technology will move on again and things will change again. So he thought this is the time. He's got to do it quick. And he thought the best way to do that was he wanted to go back to the very first night of the outbreak. Um, so I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but this movie. <laughs> is set during Night of the Living Dead. This movie it takes place at the same time as the very first film. Uh, well, there's the radio from the first one, wasn't there? Like, yes, you get a little clip the- of them, the exact audio that they mm-hmm. listen to. Oh. Um, now, you might say, hang on, but as technology, you know, decades, it's like it's 40 years later, everything is different. George doesn't care about that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> again, it's like we've skipped dimension again. Mm-hmm. And Night of the Living Dead, somewhere out there, presumably, there are everybody trapped in a house dealing with what they're dealing with in Night of the Living Dead. Admittedly, you don't see that much technology in there, so you could almost sort of buy it. But, uh, but yeah, he is, that's his kind of conception. Mm. He thought, if we're going to talk about social commentary on how the media deals with this stuff, we have to show it from the outbreak stage, which is why he kind of threw it in there. Now, he wanted to do this really to go back to how everything started for him. He wanted to go back to Night of the Living Dead and the independent movie making. So he actually, he is actually pitching this movie to make it for just $250,000 and with a student crew. He wanted to go to universities, find real students and get them to just come and make the movie with him, not professionals for either crew or for, or for acting. Oh, wow. And yeah, but then, okay, so then he had some people approach him asking him to do a TV series and he had this idea for a TV series, which would basically be Route 66, but with zombies. Ooh, Um, that's cool, actually. I'd watch that. Yep. 
Yeah, I love the sound of this. Uh, he wanted basically to sort of tell this story in a way, but with these people on the road, like they're trying to outrun it. But no one really went with the idea because they wanted to add a whole bunch of regular TV stuff to it. And he didn't like this. He wanted to keep it pure and keep control. Um, so he went back to, okay, I'm going to do this cheap. We're going to do this straight to DVD. And that was actually his choice was, I'm going to do this straight to DVD so that we can just do it as cheap as I want to, have full control, get away from everything he lost when he did Land of the Dead. But then a company called Artfire read the script and said, hey, look, we'll give you creative control because you're George Romero with a slightly bigger budget. So they ended up giving him $2 million, uh, but they wanted it as a theater release um, and not to go straight to DVD. So he was like, sure, if you're going to give me full creative control, $2 million, fine. So that is what he did. The whole film was designed from the ground up so that George wouldn't have to be locked into decisions. He wanted to be able to change his mind whenever he wanted to on set. And he was finding it very liberating going back to that, having full control. Uh, He's quoted as saying it was like going back home. But the, the weird irony of it, was that he found doing a found footage film, he couldn't actually do things he normally does because normally he gets a lot of coverage, lots and lots of coverage from different angles. You can't do that with found footage, particularly when there's only a couple of cameras like in the mix for the most part, if not one. And instead of finding it flexible, he found he had to plan it more than any film he had done before mm-hmm. because you basically had to approach it like theatre. Everybody had to know every little thing they were doing, every movement they're doing. Crew had to be ready to duck at the exact right times and, you know, move equipment and wires and shit because you got quite long sort of single shot takes. And they were trying to shoot this more like a movie while doing that, which we can get into the ethos of found footage as we go through this film. But that's, you know, it's one way people try and do this. I think it's a stupid way to try and do it uh, when you're trying to make a movie, but then trying to be found footage at the same time. But he said the benefit of it was that you'd rehearse and plan a lot, but then you could shoot five-page scene in half a day because you just rattle through it. He's very, he was quoted by people on set saying he was very confident, has a very clear vision. And he said it's great because we'd do one or two takes and then he'd just say, oh, let's move on. Mm. <laughs> Might sometimes uh, have benefited them to say, let's do a third take, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just for safety. <laughs> yeah. And he was very interested in how people would take the film because he actually, he loves this film or loved this film, but he wasn't sure if it was what people would want in a modern horror society. But yeah, so $2 million, it ended up grossing $5.5 million, So not a lot of money, but again, it's found footage money. So it's a good, good return. Music by Norman Ornstein, who did a whole bunch of sequels. He did Cube 2, American Psycho 2. A new DP in Adam Swicker, who's done a lot of stuff, but nothing really of worth. And starring Jason Creed is played by Joshua Close, who's been in a whole bunch of stuff. The Pacific, The Master. That's right, a fucking P.T. Anderson film. He's been in a lot of Fargo, the TV show. A person of interest. This guy's got a good resume. Is he the guy that was a cameraman? Yeah, who we never fucking see, basically. <laughs> and then and he's wait. barely allowed to talk. I'll just leave it for later. I'll leave it for okay. later. Okay. We have, so I'm going to call him Jason. Now, as normal, I get confused with the names, so I give nicknames. So let me know if you're on board with how I refer to these people, because you might have much better nicknames. I got very confused here. There are so many characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. Got very confused. There's Elliot Stone. Uh, who I call Sound Boy. So he's like the geeky guy who's just sitting at the sound desk at the beginning with his glasses and he takes a bath later on. Oh, yeah. I yeah. feel like he, I've seen him in a lot of things too. Yes, you have. 
<laughs> he is Joe Dinicole. He's in a lot of the Arrow TV show. He's in Halt and Catch Fire, the TV show, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in The Virgin Suicides in a tiny oh, role. Wow. Uh, he was also a tiny role in Scott Pilgrim. Huh. Huh. So he's been around. Then we have Tracy Thurman, uh, who I call Margot Robbie because she just seems like I, Tonya, basically. She did look a lot like her. She did. Yeah, but she didn't yeah. act a lot like her. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's be clear. Okay, wait. Was that, uh, I mean, that was like a fake the accent? accent, right? Like. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> oh, Texas accent? Yeah. Don't mess with Texas. I really hope so. I really hope it was a fake. I wish Ali was on this one so she could give us a referee. But yeah. Oh, man. She is played by Amy Lalonde, who hasn't really been in anything of worth, but quite a few things. Deborah Moynihan, or Debs, or Jason's girlfriend, who's played by Michelle Morgan. Mm. She's been in Heartland, Stargate Atlantis, nothing else really of worth. Tony Ravelo. Uh, who I've got down as he's not at all, but he just looks like a jock to me. So I've got him written down as the the New York jock guy. Oh yeah, yeah, Queens, 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 Queens. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's played by Sean Roberts. So this is the guy who has had an illustrious career. He was in X Men. He was in Percy Jackson. He's in Triple wow. X: The Return of Xander Cage, and three of the Resident Evil movies. And as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, I hate this guy. I remember hating him in something else. And yes. It's in three Resident Evil movies where he just plays <laughs> a bleached-haired, sunglassed, angry <laughs> man who's terrible, really terrible. But a big role in those movies. Like, see, he's arguably the biggest star here. Ridley Wilmot, who I've just got down as Rich Kid because he's not there for most of the movie, uh, played by Philip Riccio. And then Mary Dexter, who heads off with oh, him. Oh, Mary. She's, <laughs> she's Tatiana <laughs> Maslany. She's a fucking legend. Mm. Who, is Mary? She? Yeah. No, Tatiana. Why? What was is she in? Mary? She's in Orphan, Orphan's Black. Oh, is She's she? The, um, she won, like, Golden Globes and shit. Oh, oh really? After, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, after this movie. Long after, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so she's the one. Wait, wait, wait. Because there's two people. Because I think I'm missing someone Let off this cast up. list. Because we also have the one who has pigtails. Who runs away with the rich kid right at the mm-hmm. beginning and just yeah. hangs out? Oh, Francine. That's not Mary, that's though. That's Francine. Not her. No, Mary's the one who gets wounded, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's interesting like, that you say she's that. Really big. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because we'll get to why. Yeah, I don't have that last person's name down. I'm sorry. There are a lot of people in this movie. So. Um, but if that wasn't enough, we also have Simon Pegg, Quentin Tarantino, Wes Craven, Stephen King, and Guillermo del Toro in this movie. Mm hmm. Did you what? notice them, Christina? <laughs> Guillermo, isn't it? Guillermo de Toro, Stephen <laughs> King, Wes name. Craven, Guillermo? Quentin Tarantino. What? No. And Simon Pegg. Yep, they're all here, but they're all as voiceovers for newsreaders. Uh, yeah, I saw that on IMDb time. and I was like, what? Oh, that's crazy. So it is a very good cast list when you just see these <laughs> names. It was shot over 23 days. And Romero decided to cast stage actors in the end because he wanted people who could handle the theatre of how this would have to be shot. Let's see if that worked, shall we? Mm. You ready to get into it? Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. So we open on a guy from Channel 10 News filming a police scene uh, at a murder site of someone who shot his wife and his kid and then shot himself. And and then apparently eating some licorice, which was (laughs) 
<laughs> Weird little thing yeah. to Damn immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> Damn immigrants. Oh, man. Um, yeah, we're immediately into commentaries. We've got, like, the news people. He's, like, going across and asking the ambulance to move because they're blocking his shot. Like, we're immediately mm-hmm. in George Romero feeling grumpy yeah. about everybody mm-hmm. and how they deal with what's going on. It's the um, same thing. The same... Um, commentary? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yep. Totally. Yes, and then we get... A VO. <laughs> we have a fucking voiceover <sighs> begins of a girl who's going to turn out to be Debs, um, who's Jason, who's done a lot of the shooting for this film, uh, his girlfriend. And she's saying that they downloaded this footage. Uh, and in the background, as she's talking, we see the corpse that they're taking away moves and begins biting the paramedics. Um, and yeah, the, sorry, the, one of the paramedics does a fucking karate kick. Did you notice this? Yeah. <laughs> On one of the zombies. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. And then cops begin firing at the zombies, but they don't go down until they're headshot again. And and then the VO says they downloaded a lot of what happened those first few days. We see news footage of looting. We get news of like news teams um, like covering everything, and they're giving us some of the rules. Um, well, question first. Oh God. Back to the cop. Okay, right. so where are they? Pittsburgh again. Oh. Yeah, I think everything's always Pittsburgh. And so, what what's at the border? Is it Mexico? Mm. Like, what's I mean, the border? If there's one problem with immigrants, Christina, is they get everywhere. But um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I there's a lot of immigrant talk here, but you're right. I don't know because they mentioned the border see, twice. Yeah, they didn't. So, that's the thing. Like, he didn't just say immigrant. He said mm. they're probably from the border. I mean, you can come up from the border, but yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, Pittsburgh is not near so a border. I would think, like, true. I don't know. When you're in they're America, def- you definitely... talk about the border, it's always, like, Mexico, right? I mean, was, was this bit of news footage somewhere else, maybe? Because I know the film's definitely Pennsylvania, because we're going to get into that, but but maybe this bit of footage is not? I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm. So, uh, I guess. Okay, fine. Never mind. Forget it. Forget it. It doesn't look like someone near the border. <laughs> well, at all. I just expected Hispanic people to come out, but they right. weren't. They weren't Hispanic. Of course, no, they, they weren't. Were not. They weren't. No. You know. No. No. They would never get someone to put on makeup to pretend to be a different <laughs> race than they were. But it, it was. It, it was. You know, a black family. Mm-hmm. And then with the footage, uh, the first. Uh, Thing that they show is all these so all these cops shooting this like one black man oh yeah again, that's true on the street yeah yeah you trying to paint no Romero as racist cops. again Those is this the cops. mission that you're on no I mean I, I, I think it's obvious that Romero thinks well yeah, I these mean people are bad. that cops are really racist yes mm. well, and it is yeah. true yeah <laughs> well, I mean, not not all cops. Let's okay, just, go on, go on, go on. I not, go on. Let's just clarify quickly. Not all cops are racist. In fact, no, I'm sure not the majority of know, cops are I know. racist. But it I is a big problem more, in America. It, yeah, it can be. I think Ramirez, as always, just commenting more on uh, this invisible governmental kind of presence that he blames for so many things. And yeah, one of them is racist yeah, cops. That's definitely 
<laughs> yeah, you could argue there's definitely a middle finger here that cops are, are in his limelight here for how they're treating people. But they haven't been in his previous films. He's been fairly... Well, actually, there was that one very, very racist cop. <laughs> <laughs> when well, has he ever shown a good true. cop? Yeah. Well, okay, well, maybe in the mall one where, the, you know, the mall guys. That, yeah, the two guys in Donald's Yeah, article. there were a few good cops. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But there were also very bad cops in that film too. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> you dug us into a hole there, Christina. Sorry, right I on. had to. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, DeVio is saying we made a film and, well, Jason wanted to make it so people could be told the truth. And then the title of the film comes up. Oh, man. <laughs> it's called The Death of Death. <laughs> what was, I was it called? So confused the Death at this of point. Death? The Death of Death. Death. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> <laughs> I must have blinked. Just to be clear again, neither of you two have seen this before. I've seen this, unfortunately, no. once before when it first came out because it was Romero. So we went to the cinema to see this. And I did not like it that much at the time. But I didn't hate it quite as much as everybody at that point. But I do, I used to watch so many found footage films. Like at this period, I was actually trying to do a website covering every single found footage film that had ever been made. And there were about 250 at that point. And I got for about 60 of them and I couldn't keep going. <laughs> but yeah, you, Haruka, you've seen found footage. I have, yes. Because I do think that's important. You have to judge this film not just against his other films and against zombie films, but also now against found footage films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Christina, you, you know- said you've seen Blair Witch. Oh, not not much. I've seen, yeah, I haven't seen many found footage movies. I've seen Blair Witch, but I really was like really worried when I started this movie. I was like, oh, fuck. This is going to be so hard to watch. It's going to be like bouncing all over the place. It's going to be like, oh, it's going to be bad. But in the beginning, it was already not too bad. It was fine. Okay. And I got used to it really quickly. So. I think they're approaching it like, like a movie. Yeah, for yeah, a yeah. lot of this, like it does still feel, you know, and it's something that it used to annoy me a lot with found footage films. Like when you put music into a found footage film, that makes me angry. Now she actually calls it out right here. Like, I know that was so that was so <laughs> awkward. It's so awkward. It's basically oh Romero God. sort of path his feet in. He's like, I want to make a found footage film because that seems the relevant way to t- say what I want to say, but I don't really want to do that i want to make a film film so it's like there's weird editing going on here she tells us the exact cameras that they use for some mm. fucking reason yeah yeah as like if, if this is a, if this film is at the end made to s- help people save themselves you know they don't yeah. fucking Who, care, they don't what care what camera, camera you're <laughs> using and yeah and then she's like we, i added music on occasion in the hope to scare you because yeah. i want to wake wake you uh, up and it makes zero like, oh. sense Oh. oh man! And wait, she didn't wait, even wait. add music. This was composed <laughs> music, so it's like, no, you had to fucking sit down and compose this shit. Like that wasn't just happened to be right for the jumps, you know? Oh man! Wait, there was something else. So what was it? I don't know. It'll come back. To, it'll come to me. <laughs> Good. I'm excited. Now these are my pet peeves. Like I want to get it right. Out. I want to get out of the way straight away. Like I, I think found footage is inherently. Very hard to do, but also very successful. Like there are a lot of bad found footage films I've watched, which is still really scary, just because you inherently feel like you're in the movie, you know, in a real life situation. But I think you have to treat it real, and this is uh, 
it was testament to Blow Witch at the time that people were conned into thinking it was a real film because of the acting and the rawness of how it was shot. With this, I don't think there's one second in this movie where we could ever believe any of these actors weren't acting. Mm, so. No, 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 no. But what year did uh, Blair Witch come out? It was 98 or 99. It was nearly 10 years before this. Oh, okay, almost. okay. I kind of, when I went to go see it, I kind of believed like, oh, wait, is this real or is this not real? Mm-hmm. No, I was- I, I believe mean, I'm not the gonna, lies. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. tell the story again, but when it first came out in America, it wasn't everybody was told it was real and it was only out in about 10 cinemas and I 100% thought it was real when we went in to see it because it was in an era where they didn't lie to you. It's hard for people <laughs> to believe this now. That's why I believe it. Hollywood didn't used to lie to you and Blair Witch told them, oh no, you lie to people, you make a lot of money. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was really good though. I mean, I was it's scared. A real experience. I was yeah, scared. When you think that shit is real, fuck me, that's a once in a lifetime experience to like, yeah. think. Yeah. We should could watch you- it again. Have you seen it? Yeah, I watch it. I watch it every couple of years because it's still, it's still probably my favorite horror movie ever made. Uh, oh, really? I should watch it again. I haven't seen it it's since. Very it's very good, and honestly, really good acting. Okay, um, wait. Hold on, sorry. Can we just talk about Blair Witch and not this movie, please? <laughs> that would be no, amazing. But honestly, my nightmare when you told me it was found footage, I just pictured Blair Witch and the crazies, like as if. <laughs> as if they made the crazies with the found footage. Can you imagine how oh, bad that would have been? Oh, uh, well, would have been amazing. Right, just, okay, be maybe it would have been good, and, but I don't know. I, it would just I, be military men sitting in a room talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we can move on. That's oh, all I have we? to say. Um, this is much more fun. Uh, yeah, okay, so we're introduced to Deb. I don't know about you guys. Oh, I immediately hate her. I don't know what it is, but just looking at her, I immediately <sighs> hate her. Her voiceover is so, she just sounds so bored. And her face, yeah. there's something about her eyes where it's like, you don't have a soul. She has eyes that look like, you know, Sasha Gray, the porn star, who then went into doing acting for you like mean Steven Soderbergh. Dead eyes? Yes. It's like a shark's <laughs> eyes. She has dead eyes that look like you've. <laughs> You just have done too much of something. I don't know if it's drugs or sex or something, but you've lost your <laughs> soul somewhere sex. along the way. <laughs> but that's the thing. You, there are certain, like, you look at Sasha Gray and you're like, you have, there's not, there doesn't look like there's anything left of you <laughs> in there. And this girl, as soon as they show her, I'm like, you just look soulless. Like, there's nothing going on on her face mm-hmm. or in her eyes or like, she just seems dead. It's, she was just oozing misery. I wasn't. <laughs> It was like oh God! Tedium. Wouldn't you be oozing misery if you were dating Josh? <laughs> he doesn't He's say anything. He's horrible. Fair point. <laughs> um, yeah, I hate her immediately. And then we we cut to them. It's October the twenty fourth, eleven p.m. I don't know why she feels the need to put these exact times, but sure. And yeah, we're in a forest. There's a girl's running towards us, uh, and they're making. Turns out they make it with a yeah. A, bosom just heaving <laughs> it turns out they're making a mummy film in the woods um and we get one of them like they call cut and it's revealed it's a movie and they get one of them's getting really angry and this is romero clearly getting angry 28 days later and everything dawn of the dead remakes because he's saying things don't move that fast if you're a corpse and you ran that fast your legs would snap <sighs> yeah so yeah this it's is, uh, annoyed me so much when like he calls cut, but he doesn't cut the video. And then I was like, okay, so it's directors <laughs> no. like operating the camera as well. That's not how it works. And I was like, but, you know, Romero, you should 
know these things. He knows these things. Hey, and he's students. like, okay, with like, not, you know, portraying yeah. true filmmaking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is gobsmacking how unconvincing this team are <laughs> as mm -hmm. a film crew, considering, considering Romero used to be this group. Like, this feels like how it used to be for Romero probably in his group mm -hmm. right back when we talked about Night Living Dead and there were just a bunch of kids running around in the forest you know shooting stuff so you think you'd recapture that and instead mm -hmm. yeah th this mess <laughs> yeah, so we're introduced to our team we have a grumpy mean New York prick guy we've got who's grumpy for the whole film like that's just him for the entire movie we've got a girl who's a gaffer um she's is, wow, which one is that Mary or is, is that, that Mary? the girl who, that might be Mary. We've got a girl in a red hat who's the one who leaves, I think. Francine. There you go. We've got a creepy professor dude who's drinking all the time and just seems to be following these kids around. For some We've got a guy dressed up as a mummy who turns out to be the rich kid who then leaves in a second. But also, why would the professor be there at his student's film shoot? That, it makes no sense. That has already gone four days over. To be fair, I have been on student film shoots where the teacher oh, was present. really? Okay, okay. But he was well, he drunk. And <laughs> <laughs> just giving no advice whatsoever, just like, just sort of creepily there. Yeah. And spoke in a very long winded mm -hmm. British, British <laughs> manner. We've got the director who's Jason, who's behind the camera, and then we've got a sound guy um, and. I've got down Hatman, who's dating the girl who's running. I later on go to call them young Matthew McConaughey and Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> but for uh, inexplicable reason, her VO just keeps coming. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh. but her VO is better than Josh's VO. But Josh barely... <laughs> I mean, Jason. Jason. Oh, <laughs> He barely talks for the whole film, though. Oh my like, god! She but just... when he does, oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole monologue. But I don't know, man. I think she's fucking terrible. Her yeah. just so bored. It's it's like someone needs to wind her up because she's just like run I out of energy. I thought she was okay. Oh, I thought she was terrible. <laughs> I think I was distracted she... by other people. <laughs> Every time I saw her miserable face, I just couldn't believe it. Like I really couldn't. She just what? looks so <laughs> bored to be there. With like heavy eyes, like she hasn't slept in three weeks and she's just so bored. Mm -hmm. But not in a cool, exhausted way. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's news on the radio station which starts talking about the zombies oh. beginning to come to life. What? Can I just point out the cool nod to the dawn? Because I wasn't sure if it was a, a nod, but then now that you mentioned it, it's set in the same timeline. Mm. Bride girl, the young Margot Robbie. Mm. There's, she, she's really pissed off and she's like can somebody explain to me why girls in scary films uh, fall down and lose her shoes and stuff which was probably a nod she, to oh yeah she does lose her shoes yes the dawn wasn't it when she yeah, loses her shoes very good oh, notice oh yeah mm. Mm. I didn't get that at all there yeah we, we should probably set up here that she also complains about you You know you're going to be ripping off and hoping my boobs uh, come out yeah. or whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have to set that up here. I wonder if they had like an accent person there for her, like to help her. <laughs> no, clearly no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they showed up. It was, 
This is, I mean, I think this is literally everybody. I don't think there's anything there on set. Um, there are six reports apparently of zombies, but the New York guys say, oh, it's not true. You know, the news is, it's always horse shit. It makes things sound worse than they really are. Um, and then you get this weird bits of dialogue. Well, we suck at this terrible stuff. Like the problem doesn't seem to be that people are waking up dead, but that dead people are waking up. You're like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, oh, I mean, they man. both sound bad, but all right. <laughs> it's like, uh, there are these sentences in this movie which sound like they mean something, but when you look at them, it's mm-hmm. like, you're not uh, saying anything. Oh, my I'm, God. I mean, okay, the whole time I was thinking, too, it's like, like, Haruka, like, would you, I was just thinking, like, God, what if that was, because it is, and, like, it is, like, during our, it's, like, now, you know? It's like, what if that was us? What would we do? <laughs> would we be any better? I don't know. Oh. I would be, you know, with the with with the writing. Like, <laughs> how do you make it good? Now, what do you mean? If it was us making the movie, no, or if you're living no, actual it, zombie world? No, if I was casted in that movie, like, oh, right, right, what right. would I do? What do you do with that dialogue? You're saying you can't save it. You yeah, can't save with everything. Oh, so you're feeling sympathy for the actors because you just think it's bad dialogue, bad direction, bad. Yeah, mm. okay. you know. I mean, at this point, I wrote down in all caps: "Romero can't can't write dialogue." Yeah, there's yeah. nothing you can do. No, with his no I think script. we're safe. I think by this point, it's pretty safe to say, yeah, he's not, and and increasingly worse. I think at writing dialogue, he's not great at directing actors, but I don't think like the majority of the people here can act either like i think you know you can bring something to some of this stuff and there's just no energy even with them it's just so lethargic mm-hmm. i guess it just like he doesn't make it easy mm. no and we have very contrasting characters that's the problem we have a director who's behind the camera for this whole film who basically says and does nothing which is completely unbelievable then you have the Matthew Mahonaghy and Margot Robbie couple who look like they're out of some really stupid, cheesy, dumb, fun horror movie. And it's like, they would be probably yeah. fine if they were in that movie, but mm. they're not in that movie. Yeah. You got his girlfriend who thinks she's in like a serious drama, but she doesn't have the dialogue or the acting capacity to do anything. And then you got a drunk professor who I don't know what world he's from. <laughs> he's from like some other universe of movies. He's from Portsmouth, he says. Oh, he's fucking bullshit. Is he from Portsmouth? <laughs> and he went to eating. I mean, fucking hell. Like, they just like pointed at a map and went, there are some words. It's just such a weird mix of people that it. And then you got like, yeah, the nerdy sound guy with the glasses who I forgot was there for most of the movie because you yeah. don't see him. It's such a weird mix. Um, that there's just not a focus, I think, of, all right, what is what is Romero, to, what kind of vibe is this meant to have, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, at least the others, I could tell what the vibe is meant to be. But this is like, I don't even know what you're trying to do. Um, but, but yeah. Anyway, the mummy boy says he's out already. He hears that news report and he's like, fuck this, something's <laughs> going. Sorry, man, your film's over. I live in a house that's like a fortress, so he invites everyone to go. Yeah, he was like, if I'm going to die tomorrow... Like, I'm going to die in my own bed. But at this point, no one's saying, like, people are dying. No. In you're living after you die. <laughs> if know. anything, you live longer now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was pretty smart to, like, get out of there. True. Yeah, but again, it just was unrealistic. Like, you wouldn't. There's no way you're out there with your friends in the woods shooting a film and then you hear some weird news reports. You might go, I'm going to go check with my family. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. but you're not going to go, all right, let's all go hole up in my fortress house. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. But yeah, the gaffer pigtail girl goes with him. Jason's just mute through all of this. I'm going to not keep saying it, but it's infuriating. It is. How it, it was weird. He reacts to mm-hmm. anything. anything. It was infuriating. A lot of things about him were infuriating. <laughs> yep. And it's still in my head. I don't really know what he looks like. He had short hair. That's about all I could tell. Yeah, I could barely. And I think like a lot of times it probably wasn't even him. Yeah, probably. Mm. It'll be the DP order. Mm-hmm. So we're down to a smaller team, thank God, because I was a bit scared when <laughs> we started this. I was like, oh man, there's too many people. Jason says he doesn't want Debs to be left alone, so he's um, so he's going to go and find his girlfriend. And we cut to him at the woman's dorm. He says it's been 25 minutes since the news came and already the place looks empty and torn apart. There's a bearded man just stealing shit straight <laughs> away. <laughs> Like, what is he doing in the woman's dormitory? <laughs> Who is he? he? Well, he says he's stealing shit. I know, but like, <laughs> you have to, you wouldn't just come off the street after 25 minutes of news and go, woman's dormitory. That's probably got some good stuff. And what did he steal? Like a TV? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Weird. And this music is just, oh, oh, for the whole movie. Terrible. But anyway, Jason finds Deb. She's hiding in her room, pretending to be an actress. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> just like when he finds her, she's pretending to be scared. And like, you look like you can't even be bothered to pretend that you're actually acting. <laughs> it's just so bad. Um, and then on her laptop is the footage that we saw in the opening. And Deb's ringing her family, but no one's answering. And then she says, I already tried their cell. S- singular. Because her family have one cell phone, apparently. <laughs> And then her board VO comes in again. I don't know. (sighs) Yeah, her fucking VO just keeps coming in when you don't need it. It's like there are actors on screen. It's their job to tell me the story. (laughs) And there's there's very little story here. So I feel it's okay, you know? And yet her VO just keeps on popping in. And she's saying, as soon as the shit hits the fan, the only place you want to go is home. Um... So he definitely seems to be, Romero seems to be working for a lot of things in, that in his old age were clearly affecting him. And one was the idea of how media is, like social media is dealing with everything. And the other is he does keep coming back to that thing of these young kids who don't want to go see their families. But hey, when everything goes bad, the first place you want to go is back to, back to see your parents and mm. your grandparents. And, which I think is definitely something you think about the older you get. So. Yeah. And yeah. I, mean, I like- appreciate <laughs> Yes, Haruka? No, please, both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he, he remarried, like, three times or something, right? Yeah, I mean, he has got loads kids of kids most and of them. stuff. Yeah, got a few. Yeah, three, I would, would want to go see, find my parents, save them. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so this is where we're introduced to the weird editing blips now. Yes, what the fuck <laughs> is that about? <laughs> Makes zero sense. What? I mean... I kept thinking, how am I being stupid here? Like, I mean, we're all in the film industry. I should know this. Actually, my DP is in the other room. I should get him through to ask him. I don't know if I've ever encountered a digital thing that when you edit it makes blips. Because those blips are what you'd normally get when you're getting like rushes when they're presenting them from film that's been turned into a rush and then they're separated and you get these little like cigar marks and then you get the blip of where they've like edited stuff together and it's a signifier to let you know these editing marks. I don't know how that would happen with digital 
other than you putting it in. I know. Maybe it was a film effect on her editing. I mean, I'm not that, I don't know. Someone's listening to this shouting at me, I'm sure. Say, no, this is like what it really is. And this is, uh, maybe, I might be wrong. But there's a lot in this that I do know definitely technologically is wrong. (laughs) So I'm thinking this is probably another one of them. Because there's a lot in this film Mm -hmm. that is not how technology works. No, I think it's just Romero going, oh, how can we like tell the audience that this thing is, has been like edited together Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, oh, let's put some like bleeping noise. How about we use our eyes and we see that there's a cut? <laughs> my favorite, one of my absolute favorite bits though here is they they then they're driving. They don't really seem to have a have a destination, <laughs> um, and they come across a burning vehicle crash that's covering half the road, literally just half the road. And they immediately, immediately, one of the guys goes, "We'll never get around that. Turn around. Let's go back to the dawns." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I thought that too. Like, what? (laughs) You're looking at it, you're like, it's half the road. (laughs) It's fucking brilliant. And honestly, that is not the actor's fault too. Because, I mean, he's given those lines and you think as an actor, well, it doesn't look like that from where I'm standing. But I guess the way they're They're shooting it, it. it's yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. Can listeners tell during this podcast who are the actors? <laughs> I get you guys are always standing up for the actors. Again, I agree with you. This is bad dialogue, bad directing, but there's a lot of bad acting here as well. For sure. Oh. Um, just think about, just put yourself in their shoes, Al. Like, what would you do? No, like, okay, for a line like that, yes, I'm with you. That's not his fault. But that's not the problem. Like for people like Debs and people like Jason, like they're not given that much that's terrible to say. They're just terrible constantly. Like, but that line is stupid because they're showing us something and saying something that makes no sense. Yeah. And then they come across their first zombie who's, did they say he's got a stupid hat? Is that the line that they say? Yeah. He was like, oh, how do you know he's a, he's a guard? And then the other guy says, he has a stupid hat. So disrespectful. (laughs) Yeah, and he comes up to him and guess what? You know, they just drive around it. <laughs> oh, so easily. <laughs> Turns out they didn't need to go back to the dorms. You just keep <laughs> just drive around it. And then we find out that Margot Robbie's got a little camera as well. So we're occasionally going to cut to this coverage as well. <sighs> what were those cameras yeah, I think- called? I remember them like the little flip it, flip it yeah. cameras or flip cameras. Okay, yeah, whatever. Just to be clear, this is the first one me and Haruka did not watch this together. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> Was it here when, like, the guy goes, looks at the, the, the dead cop and he goes, he's dead, I'm telling you, he can't be anything else but dead. <laughs> I was like, what? It's gold, isn't it? It's just gold. Oh, like, seriously, it took me, like, three hours to watch this thing because... Here's the problem, uh, though. I don't know, because of how Romero's approaching this, I'd have to look this up, and I didn't find anything to say either way. I don't know how much of a script there was for this film. Like, honestly, like, mm. with found footage, you normally don't have that much of a script. Like, only with a big budget one like Cloverfield do you. A lot of it is left up to uh, improvising with the actors. And that's a whole different talent that's for an hard. actor to have. True. Very so true. I don't, I mean, yeah, I'm happy to blame George for a lot of this, but 
a lot of these lines to me stink of improv, bad improv, um, which found really? footage is rife with. Hmm. Um, but they mow down a bunch of zombies and they keep driving. Um, not really, again, there's no plan. There's no like energy here. They just seem to be driving. And then Jason starts filming everybody in the van, just going, How do you feel? That you oh my God, it's so annoying. <laughs> oh boy. And I know he's meant to be annoying, but it really is annoying. No, it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. You go around like, asking everybody, What's your name? What's your name? How are you feeling? And it's like, come on. Didn't it give you any, didn't it give you like the weeby jeebies? The weeby jeebies. I like yeah. that expression. <laughs> like, ooh. Uh, yeah, I just <laughs> it just made me not think any of this is real. <laughs> it just like yeah. took me completely out of the movie. But here's the weird thing, because now that you said that, that girl went on to do cool things in Orphan Black, here's my note for this moment. Is uh, I kind of like the girl who's driving. She at least seems vaguely real. <laughs> yeah, she did. There we she go. did. There we go. We're not going to get much of her, sadly. Jason's yeah girlfriend Deb, um, who apparently was meant to be doing makeup on the mummy film they're doing, but she says, "You know what happens when we work together." I was like, "Then nothing is done with that." That's another one of those lines where it's like, "All right, you're setting up something later." And then you do nothing with it. And then, yeah, sorry, I started right down here just how much I hate everybody in this car. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, again, Margot Robbie and Matthew McConaughey, they could be all right, but this is a wrong movie for them. The angry New Yorker guy, I just hate because I just hate characters who are just angry the whole time. The drunk professor is, again, just from a different world. And Jason's just a nightmare. <laughs> and at this point in the film as well, like, I don't even know what he, I have no idea what he looks like at this point. Yeah, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I thought Which maybe they were hard. never going to show him. Which would be an interesting way to go if you had something interesting to do with that, but mm. they don't. Normally found footage will start like, like Blair Witch, for instance, starts with them looking in a mirror while they're filming, you know, like something, you've got to show us who it is. Mm. You have to let us connect. Yeah. Because and, we are kind of that person. And yeah. even, even, you know, I mean, they wait so long to like really, really show them till the end, but it wasn't even like a, like the buildup didn't even pay off no. at the end, you know, it was just kind of like, blah. She cut to him at the end and it's like George Romero or something like that. That's the, <laughs> that would be the payoff thing you want. Or I it's mean, like one of the characters from the other films. Yeah. It did feel quite video gamey because we never saw, Yeah, you know. And you're pretty silent. Yeah. Which in a lot of video games there's a problem with first person games where they're silent a lot of the time. Mm. Um, yeah, can you imagine that though if you get to the end and they turn the camera around and it's Ben. It <laughs> 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 would be awesome. And, you feel, and the very last shot is him just getting to the house or something. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's October the 25th now, 4.13am. I love this bit of dialogue. We stopped somewhere off the road. God knows where. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. Surely this is your fucking your borough. This is where you live. <laughs> oh, wait. Is this uh, where Mary wants, where they stop and everybody gets out of the yeah. uh, thing? Okay, did you notice that when Mary uh, had her, like, pray to, what, St. Christopher or whatever? No. Oh, she had her St. Christopher medal, and she, she's mm -hmm. mentioned it twice, where she said, oh, yeah. St. Christopher will protect us or something like that. And then she eventually, uh. after she killed the people, she put it on. And then her name is Mary, you know. There's a lot of religion then in this. Mm. Yeah, and it comes up again later with somebody else. Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, get yeah. that. I saw okay. I, somebody did a sign of the cross, like one of the guys, like event in the like later on, and then somebody else said something. I wrote it down. 
I guess I'll see. Oh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff to do with Deb. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, like I say, Mary goes out to a field and they think she just needs a moment alone, but then she shoots herself. (laughs) That was so out of nowhere. Out of fucking nowhere. Not only does she have a gun, which she did not seem like a character who would have a gun. Yeah, the one that's praying to to St. Christopher and feels bad about killing everybody has a gun. Yep. Yeah, and someone goes, why would she do this? And the other person goes, because of what happened? Those people back there? <laughs> Great dialogue. Great dialogue. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, and then they go over to her and somehow she's still breathing? Because mm-hmm. she, she pulse. shot through her she cheek or something? But it was her face, know. though. She shot herself in the face. She didn't aim it properly. She did it Fight Club style. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so they decide, let's take her to hospital. Um, so they do. And then they're just there. After a couple of seconds going, being like, we're pulled off on the road. God knows where we are. And then they're just in the hospital that they want to go to. But there's no one in the hospital. There's like a radio going with mayhem outside. Jason's camera and starts to run out of battery. So it's coming in and out, which is like, well, something cool. You could do something cool with this. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um that you see like a zombie and apparently when your battery's about to run out on your camera, it goes fuzzy like a VHS tape. <laughs> Anyone else notice that? <laughs> it doesn't just blink and then turn off. No, it, it kind of is like a worn out VHS tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh my God. And yeah, the guy goes, the battery's almost dead. And the girlfriend goes, that's not all. What do you mean? Dead doctors, do- dead nurse. Makes sense, doesn't it? Does it? Did it make sense? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Oh, yeah, upset me greatly, this film. We get a tiny bit of action. This is the first bit, really, where Jason's girlfriend uses some of the paddles on a zombie's head. What do you call them? Defibrillator. Oh, my. The zombie's eyeballs just explode. Oh, yeah. Which is the first time where I sort of woke up for a second. It's like, oh, something cool actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then the zombie comes back to life, so they shoot her in the head. And they all seem to be completely fine with all the violence. Like, we just had one of them. They were all, like, freaking out before in the car, and now they're all just like, yep, just fucking paddle the zombies. I explode the Bible, <laughs> shoot them in the head. No one cares. And they want to leave to go get help for Mary, but then Jason says he can't. He's got to charge his camera because without the camera, there's nothing. It is so So bad. I don't think we've really said it, but yeah, like Jason's like, because the problem with all found footage is how do you convince that someone would keep shooting? Um, So with this, they basically go, Jason is obsessive about documenting the truth rather than the lies that, you know, the media will tell. Um, So he's trying to like create a real account and he's becomes obsessive about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, there's a thing. It's like he's doing it for the good to save, save lives, but you hate him so much. Like, there's no, like, I feel like there would be a way where you empathize with him, mm-hmm. but you And he can't. doesn't want to save any of his friend's lives. Yeah, not <laughs> even his girlfriend's life. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. Which at points in the film, I thought, oh, I've misread this situation completely because that's clearly not his girlfriend <laughs> because yeah. they don't act like it. It's bad. At any point. Yeah. At any point. Um, but thankfully, his camera does run out of battery. Uh, but unthankfully, it comes back on again a few seconds later. Otherwise, 
thought it could be a good end credits point. There's a nice mm-hmm. shorter cut of this movie where it just runs out in the hospital and it never, <laughs> never comes back on again. But the girlfriend a, finds another camera, doesn't yeah. she? Thank, yeah, she's thank a, you, girlfriend. A huge fucking camera. It's like, <laughs> where was that? From like the 80s. Did they bring that to like film a birth or something? Like who brings a camera like that into a hospital? <laughs> yeah, it's a camera that they probably filmed that, that little girl's birthday on. Mm. But why would you bring it into the hospital after your ear got bit off by the clan, clown? You know, you like... Oh, take him to the sense. hospital, but don't forget the camera. A <laughs> 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 huge camera. <laughs> Actually, just so before his, before Debs comes back in, again, you have one of my favorite bits because we're left with him. We're left with Jason and Mary while he's recharging his camera and he's tethered. And he's just whispering, which is clearly all just VO done later. That was so weird. <laughs> all the whispering <laughs> was so his, bad. His first lines here are, I should be with them. Maybe I could help, but I can't because I'm fucking plugged in. Oh, <laughs> it's so bad. Like, I'm fucking, I'm plugged in. <laughs> it is so What are you talking bad. about? Like, what are you even talking about? I don't It gives know. me so much anxiety. Like, I don't ever want to act again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, because that could be me. And it probably has been me. I'm like, oh, God, I can't. That's one, though, where you feel like, even if it's written, because that was clearly it's VO, surely you're standing there watching it. Like, you can tell. Like, you know, you're seeing the film and VOing over the top. You know that's terrible. Maybe turn around and go, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. Mary wakes up and we hear screams and gunshots, but he doesn't go and help because he's fucking plugged in. Uh, so Jason calls out, but his girlfriend comes back here with the other camera, as she's saying, and then she points it at Jason. And it's like, how do you like it? What's your name? Tell us about you. Because if it didn't happen on camera, then it never happened. And then a dead patient comes to life and Deb immediately pulls her own camera up again. Did you notice that? Like this dead patient comes to life and she whips up her camera. Like Mm -hmm. now she's addicted to it as well. It's very weird. But young Matthew McConaughey, which I learned I have trouble spelling McConaughey at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So I paused the film for a bit to go and look that up because it's a tricky name. Uh, He just comes in and shoots the guy right in the head and then stands there and says, I just shot a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Because images aren't enough. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. And then the professor starts talking about, I remember the war. What was he talking about? I don't know. <laughs> what war was he in? I don't fucking I don't know. know. The British have been in very few wars in the last few decades. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is he Irish or something? I don't know. He is very English. Yeah, well. Well, yeah. yeah. They're trying to be very English. Yeah. I have no idea what the fuck he's on about. Um, and then he kind of chastises Jason for filming stuff. He's like, there will always be people like you. Like, we shouldn't be filming at times like this. And he says, this is a diary of cruelty. Um, and then Mary becomes a zombie but and the professor wait, just takes Jason the gun. Jason also says, you made me this way. Or something like that, right? <laughs> like that i didn't write it down so i can't remember no, he does. yeah it's literally this is like, your fault you put the camera in my hand oh, oh god so is that meant to be the young generation blaming the older generation for inventing this technology that then then you know yeah. bastardized how we treat stuff nowadays desensitize them 
It's our fault. Or our parents' faults, always. So yeah, the professor takes a gun, shoots Mary, and then turns around and contradicts everything he just says and says to Jason, keep shooting. <laughs> you just told him not to shoot stuff. Um, but in case, you, in case you've missed it, Deb's VO comes back um, at this point. Says it's interesting how quickly we find out what we're capable of becoming. Up until then, we could predict our lives, but now we couldn't predict what would happen next. Which is not much. <laughs> not much happens next. Jason watches young Math McConaughey get bit and then Soundboy freaks out. He keeps stabbing a zombie who won't die. I guess this is kind of, in a different film, this could have been fun, where he just keeps stabbing the, the zombie guy in the hospital over and over again with, I don't know what it is. Is it like a walking stick or something? No, it's an IV pole. Mm. Oh. Yeah. But wait, I mean, Mar- did fun. Mary come back to life already? Yeah, that's what I said. The professor shoots her and then. Oh, yeah, yeah. That stuff. So, was like, I mean, that makes this. it. It's too easy to use. <laughs> that makes it. Uh, that is like the confirmation that you don't need to be bit anymore. Yeah, yeah. So Which if you just is die, different than every other one. Well, uh, in land, they definitely stipulated when you die, you come back. Really? Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if we see it, but they say it. Oh, and in the second one as well, I think they do have that law. Did they say? It? I think it's something they say a lot, but we don't see it really mm. very often. Yeah, but now Deb is filming everything as well, um, as no one is doing anything while this guy is stabbing the zombie with the IV drip pole thing. <laughs> No one's doing anything. Dude, nobody really does anything in this movie. Mm. Especially the camera guy. God, he never helps anybody. It's fucking ridiculous. But they're all just standing watching this. And then Matthew Kahana has been bit. And then he just says, it hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, uh, So Debs decides, no, I don't want the camera. So she she gives it up. Um, And and then we take this. And then she says, take this, it's too easy to use. Yeah. Ripping off the professor. Like, yeah, he said the gun was too easy to use. So cameras are like guns, you see. Mm. Which comes yeah. back later mm-hmm. at the end. It does, it does, it does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, he's thought it all through, guys. And then we go back to more fucking news facts and stock footage. We start talking about how many cameras are out there in the world. Which Romero's not wrong. He needed to make this movie when he did, but yep. It's dated immediately. I mean, within two years, these stats would be completely wildly different. And it starts saying how there's too much footage and that too many people feel compelled to broadcast their own view of what an experience is. So he's just, he's like, this whole film's just sprinkled with these little things where it's like, oh, and I want to say this. Oh, and I want to say this. But instead of being smart enough to let the characters say it or the action say it, he realized he's writing this terrible stuff for the characters and then just like, sprinkling in mm-hmm. these extra bits like i feel like all this vo was just added in post i don't think it was planned i think it's like oh i didn't say the stuff i wanted to talk about successfully so let's put in some clips and let's get her back in to do some vo ah uh, that's yeah. what i that's what it stinks mm-hmm. of to me um but yeah now it's the morning they're out there in the woods burying matthew um margot robbie asks them to wait in case he doesn't come back as a zombie so Guess what? They do more of what they do in this movie, which is just hang out and <laughs> do nothing. <laughs> uh, and Debs is still trying to ring a family when Matthew does come back as a zombie, so Margot shoots him. And it just becomes really apparent to me at this point. We've got a grown-up professor 
who's not taking any control. Like he's not being a leader. And then we've got this grumpy New York guy who seems like a character. Like he seems like someone who would try and take control, maybe badly. But he's like a strong looking character. But he barely talks in this movie. But he does step up when- Eventually. Like a few times, you know, does the right thing. Well, he'll complain about stuff, but he's never like, no, we're doing this. And he just seems like a character who would go, no, we're fucking doing this. And this is what, you know, I'm doing it my way kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's a very weak character for yeah. how he looks. And- yeah. Huh. And we get more news footage. Car crashes, street violence, looting. He loves his news uh, footage, Romero. Uh, every, yeah. every film. It's, it's fun, though. Getting- it's kind of nice seeing, like, like, his themes, but... Mm-hmm. I thought it was getting really old at this point. Like, I've seen this before. I mean, it's his his thing, I guess. I guess, yeah. But he does it like, I mean, in Dawn of the Dead, he did that in in a smart way. We were in the news station, you know? And in Night of the Living Dead, they're in one place just listening and it's they're paying attention to it. Here, it's like, I'm not even sure if they're aware of it. She keeps telling us, oh, we downloaded this thing. We downloaded this thing. But we're not really watching it with them most of the time. It's just stuff that he sort of put in and like, what is, who is this for? It's just, uh, I don't know. So they use country roads and then their fuel line gives out or something. I don't fucking know. Um, and Margot Robbie, who seems completely fine, that her boyfriend, who she seemed mad in love with. And at the beginning of the film, it's like, we're together. <laughs> she's fine. He's dead. She shot him. Uh, so she's like, I can fix the car. Because her daddy taught her or something? Uh, mm-hmm. And they buy a farmhouse that looks very Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, and then they get surprised by a deaf Amish man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Dear. Samuel. Samuel. Oh, Samuel. <laughs> told, oh, man. He tells him to hurry by riding it on a little blackboard hung around his neck. And because there are zombies behind them, but he's not in a hurry. And then he throws some sticks of dynamite and poses for the camera. <laughs> and then one of the characters go- goes, I thought the Amish are a friendly folk. <laughs> what the fuck? That Amish man just saved your life, idiot. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty like, friendly. No. <sighs> that line did not make sense. No. What a surprise. Yeah. And then he wants the footage from the camera in the hospital. Uh, that's just where we get that little girl birthday party. She's scared of the clown and then his nose rips off and he's a zombie. And Clown zombie strikes again. And for no reason, we don't need this scene at all. Um, but it's arguably more fun than most of the movie. So, all right. <laughs> like, uh, the I mean, clown did they put that in there cool. to explain where the camera came from? Like, oh, we got to like explain where this camera yeah. came from. Well, it didn't work for me because I didn't pick that up at all. But that's where the camera would come from. Because I'm stupid. Well, they said it. You must have just missed it. They literally said it. (laughs) It's quite possible. (laughs) I don't listen to what they're saying. (laughs) Zombies are surrounding the barn and trying to get in. As I think we have what is meant to be a tent scene as Margot Robbie is trying to fix the car in time. um, Or the RV in time. uh, What before the zombies get in. Uh, and then Amish boy who you're thinking well he's going to do something useful no he just gets bit um, but then he does probably the coolest thing in the entire film where he sives <gasps> himself through the face oh, yeah. yeah to get the zombie behind him I honestly felt bad for him I was like oh yeah. Amish guy the nice Amish guy has to die so quickly the one nice guy 
and he's literally just there for that like that i mean can you imagine being so like like that that's your you're like all right i'm gonna scythe myself through my own face <laughs> to get the zombie behind me but you but, know having a, having the coolest death in a romero film must be you know that's true yeah that cool. was cool yeah it was the cool it's the coolest death in the film uh margot robbie fixes the car and they drive off and then the news clip says within 10 days the death rate will have increased by 100 percent. that's what they say Something I didn't like hear that. that yeah. Which I was like, is that 100% quicker than it is now? Or is that 100% of everybody's dead? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're very different. Um, they need gas and they need supplies. But then they run into an army guy with a gun. Uh, well, he has camo plant pants on. So I thought he was an army guy when I first started taking my <laughs> notes. So it's this, uh, this, this group of three black guys... Um, and they hear gunfire. They seem like they're going to be hostile to begin with. And then they actually turn out to be friendly. And as soon as they hear gunfire from the city that they're in, then they say, follow our car. And they, they lead our group to this building in a city where they have a huge hideout area. And there's a whole bunch of people just hanging out in this sort of big warehouse kind of place. Um, I love when they do this stuff for like when people meet them, like, what the hell's with the camera? It's home movies. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just say a documentary? And what's yeah. happening? Documenting what's happening. Not a home movie. I... <laughs> that makes you sound and like a weird motherfucker. Was that supposed to be a joke? It makes you like a weird motherfucker. I would not trust someone who said that to me in a zombie apocalypse. Maybe but it was meant crazy. to be read as a joke. I don't know, man. Maybe. Mm. So it turns out they're trying to get to Scranton. Now, I hadn't picked up on this before. Had you guys? Well, we're try- they're trying to get to her home or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, this is what they say. We're going to Scranton. The army guy says he'll give them some gas. But we, he said we stuck around because we got the power. <laughs> yeah, sorry. For the first <laughs> time. For the first time. Yeah, they're asking him, sorry. They're asking him, why did you all stick around? He says, we stuck around because we got the power for the first time in our lives. Everyone without suntans left. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I don't even know um, which way around that's racist. I <laughs> like don't <it's>, either. <laughs> I feel for the, maybe the first time in my life, I feel like I should be offended. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, he's trying to make these points, but the way he makes it, them, uh, it's so weird. It's so weird. It makes you so cringe, weird. but not in the cringing way of like, oh yeah, that's fucked up. It's like, what? I don't know. Should he be writing these things? I don't know. Yeah. And it's just so, st- even without that last line, it's just so stupid. Like, that we stuck around because we got the power for the first time in our lives. I mean, that in the 60s, that's a good line. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not even, I'm not pretending that there isn't, you know, huge racial inequalities happening now. There is, yeah. But it feels weirdly racist the other way now to have a black person say that as if there aren't different ways of having power now or like, I don't know. It's just like, it feels so antiquated. I don't mm-hmm. It feels don't weird. Know. It feels like there's, I don't know, they went about it the, the wrong way. Like, that would be the important thing for us. We're going to stay in this city that's obviously dangerous because, you know, the white people have finally left. It's like, I feel like, I don't feel like black people's, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. I don't think that black people's lives in those sort of cities would be defined by white people as much. I feel they would just do Mm -hmm. what they want to do, particularly now that there's a zombie apocalypse. But I don't, I don't know. 
I don't know. I just think that mm. it was done wrong. I think Romero yeah. writes all that stuff. Just, I don't know. I just, the execution of it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't do what it's supposed to do, I think. I don't feel like he cares enough about these things to be talking yes. about these things. It feels like he's just like trying to, you know, make a point. He doesn't actually care that much. Yes, yes. Just, he, just doesn't do it. I think I, he doesn't do it well. Yeah, no, he doesn't. No. And what you'd hope is you get some input from the people around you, you know? You'd hope you'd talk mm-hmm. to the actor and then the actor might go, oh, no, I wouldn't say it like that or, you know. you know. But you don't know. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Mm. But I fear from the making of that everyone's just so excited to work with George Romero yeah. mm-hmm. that they just do whatever he tells them. Yeah. Mm. You just put your trust in him. So it turns out yeah. this guy says he's from the National Guard and says no one's, no one's coming. <laughs> wait and then when wait and then um what is it and then when deb is like it's called looting when they talk about all the stuff that (laughs) they have okay deb (laughs) you know she got so prudy all of a sudden and then he's like it's called doing what you gotta do but like, why the fuck do you care to point out that what? it's looting? You've been killing like, people. Like, they everyone... just saved you, basically. <sighs> and the world's fucked. Yeah. Who <laughs> like cares about fucking looting? Your last problem looting? is someone looting. It's so <sighs> weird. Well, yeah. <laughs> we got uh... our Romero cameo here. So <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but there's... We're panning by, I think it's a general who's speaking on the news. That's George Romero there. Oh. Oh, that's cool. And then they find out from this that they're recutting the news. So, we're seeing what we saw in the opening scene. And they're recutting it to make everything seem like it's okay. So, they're taking the bit where they see the body bags and they're putting that at the end of the sequence where they're shooting the zombies. And there's a whole thing of the media is controlling the information. Again, kind of like last week, he's talking about interesting things. That and he, and he has like good points, and I think that's actually kind of a cool thing to do. Is showing literally here's how you can recut this scene that we showed you earlier to be completely different, and I think that's fascinating. And I think it's something that unfortunately the general we might know because we're in the industry, but the general public genuinely doesn't understand how manipulative mm. editing can truly be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. But again, it's like just the focus and the sophistication of how he's doing any of it here just doesn't work in this film mm. it's like again it's like you've got these ideas you just haven't baked them properly yet yeah in the he oven. doesn't follow through you know yeah. he mentions them and it's cool but then you don't really see the consequence of it so it's like uh. yeah yeah and it's like who's gonna believe it i mean we've seen the world it's fucked so who's gonna believe re-edited news footage at this point <laughs> don't worry it's all fine <laughs> So then Jason and somebody start begin editing the footage that they've shot and then Deb comes in and she's all upset about it. She's like, because 72,000 hits in eight minutes. Oh, eight just minutes. the way he says it. I don't know. It makes me hate him so much. <laughs> Do you know what should make you hate him more? What? Do you notice what site they're on? No. They, post, they posted it on MySpace. <laughs> oh, MySpace. Oh, yeah. We talk about being dated. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is 2007. Uh, I thought MySpace was nearly shut down by then. <laughs> like, it didn't last much longer, did it? Yeah, and he keeps saying it over and over again. He's like, but 72,000. And then he's trying to say that it's not because he wants to get famous. It's just because he wants to tell the world. 
Yeah, but he's not really showing it like that way. You know what I mean? He says it every once in a while, but the way he acts is not doesn't he doesn't seem like he would actually care that much about the whole world. It's so weird. I think weird. that's partly the point, though. I do think that's mm. part of George Romero's point. I think part of it is like the kids are pretending that what they're doing is for the good of the people, mm. but actually, it's a, it's a selfish thing that that kids are doing with right. how they're using okay. technology. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, when you're doing that with your lead protagonist. It means your whole film falls apart. Yeah, because like, you hate you should him. Do that. Yeah, do it with a side yeah. character. Yeah. You know? That's so true. Oh. <laughs> Deb, don't worry, we're getting there, guys. Deb gets a text message from a little brother. Apparently, they went camping four days ago and they're driving home last night. Uh, but a text just came through for some reason. So, Deb's all excited because maybe a family's still alive. And then Jason gets Skyped by a, f- a fucking very, again, not how technology works, but a very fuzzy VHS camera. And yeah, we learned the original two who ran away at the beginning. They're having a great time at his mansion, which looks suspiciously like a black room. <laughs> <laughs> they're partying up and having a good time at his mansion and, you know, just reminding us, I think, that this is where we could be going. Uh, and then they come out and find out one of the people in the big group of uh, in the black guy's team had died from a bad heart and now they can't find him. So everyone goes to kind of check. <laughs> I think <laughs> they're going to try and find this guy. And then we hear that this is the bit where we hear the news footage from the original Night Living Dead. Mm. And we are assured it is taking place at the same time. Which, yeah, we could, you could spend a whole podcast talking about the problems that that arises, but who cares? Because Romero doesn't. Not at all. Meanwhile, Jason and Jock Boy are lost in a warehouse together. How do you get lost in a warehouse? Well, like seriously. Doesn't he say, what was it, like two hundred thousand dollar on education and I can't find my way out of the warehouse? Yeah, yeah. that's a problem, dude. <laughs> like that's a fuck- if you have no education and you can't find your way out of a warehouse, it's a fucking problem. <laughs> I don't care what school you went to. And it's not like like they've been in this warehouse. <laughs> uh, but eventually they do find the rest of the people, so there's not even a reason for them getting lost. I thought, oh, one of them's going to get shot because mm-hmm. the guy says, like, everybody's be quiet. And then these two are fucking buffooning about. That's exactly what I thought. I thought one of them mm-hmm. were going to get shot for sure. I was but actually no. looking forward no, to that. But- one of them got shot. Particularly Jason. No, instead they accidentally shoot a different black guy and then the jock guy throws some hydrochloric acid on the actual zombie's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was pretty cool. You see his yeah. brain slowly dissolve. Yeah. What's a new again, thing? Like- but the gore in this film, I find, was very, not very fun. They were just, like, very gory, mm-hmm. like, the eye popping and this, like, acid thing. But they yeah. weren't necessarily fun. No, there was not a lot of fun know. gore. No. it's not also I mean, It's weird, because this is Greg Nicotero, his team, returning again. But pretty much everything that's done here is done in post. Like, this is pretty much uh, all CGI stuff. Oh. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean the scythe in the face, I thought it was pretty fun, but and the yeah, this was, I think yeah. is a cool actually effect. I think it looks good. Yeah. Um, but it's just the context isn't fun. And so Deb manages to convince the lead guy to give them some gas and some guns so they can get out of there. Uh, but the professor turns down the handgun because he wants <laughs> to Tomb Raider it up. <laughs> He's watched the Hunger Games. Oh God! And Margot Lobby wants a lip gloss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, of course, she's a pretty blonde girl. Uh, yeah. And, you, I, you know, I didn't notice until the end that she was wearing heels the whole time. I'm like, wouldn't you want some shoes? 
And I'm wouldn't you want to take off that fucking corset? Like she doesn't take it off <laughs> no, till like the end of the movie. <laughs> Oh, God. That would be the so first weird. thing that goes. Yeah. That would be the first thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, get, get ready to, to hospital. fucking fight. But yeah. no. they didn't want her bo- boobs to, like, pop out, you know, before mm-hmm. the big boob scene. I guess. Big boob scene. You say big boob, yeah. The lead guy tells Deb, hey. Sorry, the lead guy of the group tells Deb, hey, I think you're a lot like me. <laughs> and she basically just sort of shuts the door in his face. Good <laughs> 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 yeah, like me. Not even a thank you for all the shit you just gave me. Yeah. Oh, no. and like her whole like, you know, you should like give us things because otherwise we're not going to leave. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you have to give us things. That logic has made no sense to me. And then he's meant to admire her from that. That's the sentence that then he's like, I think you're a lot like me in that you say stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone in this movie is a lot like everybody else. We all say stupid things. Wait, okay. Did you notice, did Margo's accent go in and out because like sometimes i felt like it was just like regular and sometimes i felt like it was texan but most of the time i just felt like it was like a regular american accent i mean you when you know, say regular i mean <laughs> if you're from texas you know that I, is regular no i mean you know what i mean it, it was there what there was just yeah. you know california yes. accent like it, it was just you know like me <laughs> that's the regular accent is your accent like she but had yeah, a no. southern a- it's texas a southern accent like yeah. she had a southern accent and then she didn't and then she had, yeah. and then she didn't. Was yeah. is that true or or not true? I mean, you're saying it, so yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> if you heard it, <laughs> then yeah. <laughs> she definitely comes in and out. Um, okay. I didn't notice it a lot, but she doesn't say that much. So it's kind of, I mean, weirdly, no one really says that much. <laughs> they spread mm. out the little dialogue amongst everyone. Yeah. She does keep making a point of being from Texas. So yep, yep, yeah. And then they're back on the road, and you see on a video, on a little flip phone, there's a video of a Japanese woman in Tokyo <laughs> saying, I don't want to do it. Can you do it? <laughs> Could you have this written down? No. No, no I did check if she oh. was Japanese, and she wasn't, but that doesn't matter. But yeah. She like, wasn't? Uh, she wasn't, no. Where's she from? I mean, the actress wasn't from Japan. Oh. That doesn't matter. She says, We Tokyo, we Tokyo. very bad here, very Don't bad. Um, so yeah, if this is what we learn is happening all over the world. Again, stuff that could be cool if you do it right. But this just feels phoned in. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, and apparently, because their service thing goes out on the phones, and yet again, apparently when your service goes out, it doesn't just freeze or oh stop. It, it starts fuzzing and bending like it's VHS. Oh man, that annoyed me so much. <laughs> so much. All the technology is like 80s videotape technology. <laughs> yeah, totally. So weird. So a VO is back. It's just the mainstream had vanished with all its power and money. And now it was just the bloggers, the kids. <sighs> and we get more stock yeah. footage. Uh, and she says, the more voices, the harder the truth is to find. It just becomes noise. Again, I, I agree with him wholeheartedly. So it takes a lot for someone who I like to say the stuff that I agree with and make me not want to agree with him <laughs> because it's saying it so stupidly. Um, yeah, it's just such a shame. But I finally get to Deb's house. It's still the 25th somehow. We're just in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. A family don't seem to be there. Deb says she'll wait inside until they should all get, so they should all get going. And we have this stupid scene 
where she turns to Jason and very just like bored says, I guess I'll try to call you. And then Jason says, I guess I'll try to come back for you. But without any of the energy that I just gave to it. <laughs> and then one by one, and then he does nothing. And then like the study New York guy is like, I'll hang out with you. And then one by yeah. one, everyone says, oh, we'll all hang out with you. Because the nerdy other one, other than. Other than Jason. Yeah. So weird. The nerdy one's like, oh, I want to meet your little brother. Maybe he'll have a PlayStation. And the professor's like, I want to meet your dad. Maybe he'll have a bar. Oh. <laughs> like, is this supposed and to be Jason's just there like, oh, <laughs> I was happy leaving my girlfriend behind. <laughs> but I guess we're going in here now. Doesn't say anything. And then he just follows them in quietly. Like, uh, Deb gets a security all code wrong. I can say now. She goes into the, so the house alarm goes off, which doesn't even do anything. You think, well, that's going to draw all the zombies in, but no. Um, so they go to the breaker box in the garage and then they find a family's backpacks and they're parked in the garage and she thinks, all right, they must be home and hopefully a little brother at least is still alive. Um, <laughs> and then we, oh, oh, this scene. I don't know if I can do it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this scene where she's standing in the garage and they're about to go look for her family and then the New York guy suddenly grabs her. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, oh. This hurt me so much. And he says, we're going to go in there, but we're not. You just can't think about your family. We're just <laughs> going to try to find something like an old doll. <laughs> what was the purpose of that? That's it goes not on and on and on. And it's like, yeah, I've got an old doll. And it's like, what's her what's name? His name? She's like, what's it's his him. Name? She's like, what's his name? She's like, yeah, he's like a Ken doll. What's his name? It's Michael, uh, like the archangel. I'm like, uh, what the fuck is happening here? There's that religious thing again. What is happening here? I don't get it. No. Why? I, mean, I, I think the, the, he was trying to be like, oh, you know, don't worry too much about your family because they'll distract you or whatever. But then he was so like persistent on finding out the name of the doll. It's just so stupid. Know. Pick anything it else. It was like prepare for the worst, but, yeah, but I you don't, don't get like how that. that's going to help you prepare for the worst. But like, I was kind of up, with, I was with him, even though it was terrible delivery. I was with him with the like, all right, we're just going to go in there and we're just trying to find something. And you're like, all right, well, that's stupid, but I see what you're doing. But then when he comes out with like an old doll, it's like, why do you, why an old doll? She's a grown ass fucking woman. Like, what are you uh, even talking about? Let's and then move a VO on. comes back, which is even weirder. But anyway, a little brother then jumps out, attacks her as a zombie. The professor shoots him with an that arrow. That was cool. The yeah. arrowhead mm. thing, whatever. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. But then she screams no and she runs out of the room <laughs> and then runs back into the room and finds her mommy. Mom. Like, <laughs> so the what? mother's a zombie and is eating someone. Is dad. that men? But how does that work? The mom is eating the dad. The mom so died the, first. Yeah. So there's a zombie. Okay. So they got hit on the road and then parked without the zombie that had bitten her. Is that what happened? I think Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, they kill her and then leave. And we get flashbacks from the film that we've just seen up until this point. And I checked the info on the, D on the Blu-ray and I can't believe there's still half a fucking hour still to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm two thirds of the way through this movie. <laughs> uh, and then she does more VR of, I used to think it was just you, the viewers. The shooters become immune and inoculated too. No matter how horrid something is, we take it all in our stride. 
Which again, it's like, this is all what Romero's trying to say, but it's like, then write a book or write a manifesto or write it into your characters. Exactly. (sighs) They don't show any of these things. So she's all broken up about her family, obviously. So Margot Robbie offers to Jason to take the camera so Jason can comfort his girlfriend. But he doesn't even reply. Not one word. Instead, they start talking about how the professor learned archery at Eton. At (laughs) archery school. (laughs) Because apparently that's important to, to, you know, dignify. (laughs) Oh, oh so my god, guys. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so they say, let's go to Ridley's in Philadelphia, which is the rich kid where everything seems cool and they can get there by the morning. But then they come across the National Guard. <sighs> Stops them on the road. Main guy immediately looks evil, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought he was John Hamm at first. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, yeah, he comes aboard. There's this creepy dialogue and asks if they can be friends. And then he tells them to turn the fucking camera off and aims his gun, not at Jason, but at the camera. <laughs> Which makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I'd be like, sure, you can shoot the camera. Um, and then they steal all their stuff and drive off, leaving them just with the weapons. And everyone seems bummed out about this, but they literally just said, oh, we can get to their friend's house by morning. They're like, all right, you don't need all the other stuff then. Just keep driving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, go, you guys all right? You checked out? <laughs> yeah. Riding that tide. So here's a weird bit, because we cut here to footage of a team sieging an apartment oh, building. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. You mean the hazmat guys? Mm. Mm. <laughs> so what's this about? Because dude. A- what (laughs) what dude all i gotta say is that it's just like some of the dialogue here did you notice yeah he's not matt guys oh what are you old people i don't even i didn't write down all the dialogue but it was basically like oh what are you old people hiding here like oh Mm -hmm. don't go in there why (laughs) what are you hiding what the fuck do you think they're hiding and it sounds like, yeah, they're hiding their family as yeah, zombies. Yeah, they're hiding zombies. Don't go in there. So- don't go in there. <laughs> uh, uh, obviously. And then they get mad at them because they didn't tell them that they were hiding zombies there. And then they but killed they them. they did tell them. And then they killed the poor old people. Like, what <laughs> assholes and what idiots. I mean, I guess it works if you're trying to paint them all as idiots. But this is the problem, isn't it? It's that, like, we have newscasters at the beginning, official media, who Romero's painting as horrible, you know? Like, move your ambulance out of the way, you're ruining our shot. We have mm-hmm. police painted as horrible. Mm-hmm. We have these people in this situation played, painted as truly horrible. They shoot them in the gut, not even in the head, to make sure that they come back as zombies again. Yeah. We have the youth of today painted as horrible because they're just obsessed with documenting everything and pretending that it's for non-selfish reasons. Like, who is the good guy here? And, and also I just country used- folk evil. Yeah. Well, the Amish guy, maybe not. Maybe he's No, nice. but I'm talking about later. Oh, yeah. We'll get mm. to his hicks. That he has to- <laughs> but, and I just gotten used to in Romero films, okay, the zombies are his heroes. Mm-hmm. They're not here. No. There's barely yeah. any zombies in this, really, huh? Yeah. Yeah. 
There's and no Bob, like, no Big Daddy. No. They had zero character, these zombies. They were just like re-generic. Yeah. yeah. You know, props, they're, moving props. They're back to being the villain, but that means we need a protagonist somewhere and we don't have a protagonist. And I'm scared that it's meant to be Deb. <laughs> I really yeah. am. Because she's the one I personally care the least about. Um, but it's, it's just like, yeah, this is missing. Like In all of his other films, at least I knew who I'm meant to be rooting for. You know, but he seems to be painting everyone as horrible. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. like anyone around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was my favorite VO. I think. I think it was here. It was like it used to be us against us. Now it's oh. us against them. And then Dev goes, "He was right. Now it's us against them. Except they were us." Oh, like my fucking god! Oh. Like what? <laughs> Why? What? Oh. I, oh, oh, man. And they say any of that like it's like it's interesting or you know revelatory or philosophical, and it's like oh, it's terrible. I mean, I can understand what they're trying to say, but write it better. Oh, it's write better. it fucking better. Yeah, and say it better. Um, yeah, I tell you, the thing in that apartment building that I think is interesting is that. I mean, one is echoing some stuff from Dawn of the Dead, but I think it's really interesting. Is it's you've seen Wreck, haven't you, Haruka? Yes. This Can't. scene is very much like a scene in Wreck, where they yeah, go guess, down this yeah. corridor and they find these old people. Now, spoilers: Wreck is terrifying. Wreck yeah. is a fucking terrifying zombie found footage mm-hmm. film from Spain, and it's phenomenal. And the second one's yeah. equally good. Three and four, not so much. Um, it costs the same amount as this movie: two million dollars. <sighs> So I'm watching this stuff and I'm just like, yeah, you're being shown in an almost identical scene the same year. So neither of you could have influenced each other. How this shit should be done, man. And this isn't it. I can't believe it came out in the same year. Like one's quality, quality, you know, fan footage zombie film. And this, the polar opposite. Wreck is fucking terrifying. (laughs) Um, Anyway. They get to Ridley's mansion. The gate isn't sealed. The front door's open. So, like, what's going on? Security cameras are everywhere. So, I'm thinking, cool, we're going to cut to lots of these. But they don't do it that often. But they do it later. Jason tells them not to get in because he wants to get a good first shot. Oh, oh man. <laughs> the, Cringe. The piano, it's piano music playing. The professor gets all excited about first edition books. And then suddenly Ridley pops out. Still dressed as a mummy? Yeah. Why wouldn't he have changed, man? He's at his house. Yeah. Why? It's been day, literally days. A day, uh, I think. Maybe Goss oh, is comfortable. It on the 24th, I don't fucking 25th, know. Well, we're now in the morning of the 26th. So we're about to get there. So, like, it's been like, you know, Two like days, 36 then. hours. Yeah, nearly 40 hours. So like, weird. Oh, fucking bizarre. Anyway, he's in a secret panic room. He's acting very strange they ask about francine and he kind of blows it off saying she's with his family out back or whatever um and yeah then he get then jason gets all sorry grumpy new york boy uh the, the camera or this other camera even though he's protesting so we get an interesting thing here where we kind of pass the mantle over because jason's not in the next bit for a while um it's new york boy filming who's immediately saying like i don't want to film and i don't want to film and then he just starts filming everything <laughs> So weird. Oh, you couldn't resist, you know, huh? you know kids. Too addictive. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so Deb keeps asking where Francine is, and this is where Ridley reveals she's out back with the family and staff, and he explains that they're all dead, so he had to bury them. So he takes them to where he buried them. I, get, I like this idea. He's yeah, put I them thought in a that was kind of cool. Yeah. I liked his performance here as well, actually. Mm-hmm. I thought it was quite fun and creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's wildly over the top, but at mm-hmm. least it's something, some energy in it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, agree. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, we only get one shot of them in the swimming pool, and the CGI is terrible on it. But <laughs> the idea of it is cool. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's cool. Um, I would like to see someone else steal this and do something better <laughs> with it. Um, but then, yeah, he sort of sneaks out, and New York boy says that there was blood on Ridley's arm, and then we get a slow motion flashback <laughs> to the blood on his arm from a few seconds ago. So weird. <laughs> And then we get a security camera. Ridley's falling down in the house, clearly about to turn into a zombie. The sound guy, who I'd forgotten exists in this movie, is getting ready for a nice bath. (laughs) Which is, to be fair, that's what I'd do. Um, (laughs) And then Ridley zombie goes after Margot Robbie. And she asks Jason for help to help her, but he just tells her to run so he can keep <laughs> filming. Oh my god, this god. one was so bad. I was just like, oh, I can't. Like, it's unbelievable that he <laughs> would still just film like that. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And she doesn't even really seem to care. She finds it kind of playful. She's yeah. like, help me out, help me out. And he's like, no, you should run, you should run. And then he's filming them. And the zombie's very purposely moving slow, which is his point. Like, these things move slow. But then the very next shot, he's running and he's like, oh, fuck, I've lost them. <laughs> How did you lose them? <laughs> You're standing there filming them. Uh, and yes, they're in the woods nearby and they're recreating the opening scene of the movie that they were making. That was the mummy movie because the guy's still dressed like the mummy. And that's the only reason he's still dressed like the mummy. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the only totally. reason she's still in her corset. And heels. Yeah. And heels. And again... I like this idea of, sure, let's recreate what at the beginning was a yeah. fake out, only now it's mm. for real, but it's just so stupid. I hated and the it. character's terrible. Yeah, and what's even worse is they do it, and it's so obvious, but apparently we, the audience, are too stupid to notice, so she has to literally turn to us and, and say, oh, us. <laughs> we're in the movie that we're shooting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so as punishment oh, for that stupid line, God. she gets her dress ripped off. <laughs> the boobs are out for like a split second and then she runs away and again, doesn't seem even that mad. Doesn't really seem to care. Because, <laughs> you know, Texas girls. So Jason sort of does something. She's like, you got to help me because the zombie's about to eat her. And then he just goes, hey, hey, Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> Distracts the zombie for a second and then Margot kills him. And, and then says, don't mess with Texas as Federal music kicks But in. she doesn't even kill him. She just hits him. Yeah. yeah. Neither of them yeah. kill him. Seriously, though. He's- seriously, though. The banjo music that kicks oh, in. Oh, God. Oh, my God. When she says, don't mess with Texas. So she just like, jumps in it- the RV and drives away. Yeah. Smart girl. Was this supposed to be comedy? Is this- That's the thing. Oh. I was suddenly like, oh, bits are meant to be funny. <laughs> But I feel Romero has it. I feel he's just like, yeah, let's do it. You know what? I woke up in a funny mood today. Let's play this like this. You know? There's no focus here at all. But she drives off in the RV and they said, I'm leaving you, Jason. You can keep the house. I'll take the car. 
And then we cut inside to them watching them drive away. And they say, where does she think she's going? And the guy replies, well, she's not going for Chinese. Oh, my God. Deb says that. Oh, is that Deb says that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> Why? I'm telling you, you can't write that line. I'm telling you that it has to be ad-libbed. Like, you no, can't write that. it was written. It was There's written. There's no way. You can't write Why well, she's would not you going for Chinese. That? Because that sounds like something you just say and you think as you're saying it, oh, that means something. There's no way you write that and anyone looks at that script and goes, yes, that means something. Well, it, even uh, if Romero it was wrote that. Romero writes weird things, man. Yeah, it sounds like a Romero thing. It does. But even if it was ad-libbed, you know, they'd do a take. And it's in Romero's power to go, that's a shitty line. Don't say that again. (laughs) So, you know, he is fully responsible for all these lines. I'm presuming, I mean, there was a credits in this film. I'm presuming there's a set. It's everyone there can say something. (laughs) I mean, you just walk off set, don't you, at that point? This is like the disaster (laughs) artist. It's like it's like watching a scene oh in the God, room. Oh my God, it is you like leave. the disaster artist. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, but less charming. Less charming. Oh, so Deb convinces the New York boy that they should stay in the house and they could sit in the panic room and play Nintendo. Everyone's obsessed with Nintendo. Oh, yeah, no, it was PlayStation why? earlier, wasn't it? Why? Until everything blows over. Meanwhile, Sound Boy is happily blow hair, <laughs> blow drying his hair <laughs> upstairs, and Zombie Ridley turns up and pushes him into the bath and electrocutes him. I think. Mm-hmm. But the professor has been in the panic room watching what's happened upstairs because he's a fucking pedophile creep, <laughs> just drunk, and he gets a sword off the wall. <laughs> Going, oh, I always wanted to do a swashbuckling do with the professor. Oh, he did go to Eton, so you know. From Portsmouth, yeah. Jason says they have weapons and have to stay out of the panic room so they can keep filming. And she says, come, be safe, settle for survival. And he says, all that's left is to record what's happening for whoever remains when it's over. Yeah, the fucking survivors are the one who's going to remain when it's over. Oh, God, thank God he dies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but then Deb seemingly manages to convince him to come into panic room, but no, he shuffles away without them noticing and then runs into Ridley and gets bit straight away. But whispers something too. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. We, we can't. just can't. Stop filming. <gasps> we do get a cool shot as the professor puts a sword through Ridley's face and yeah. splits it in half. Yeah. And then Jason leans over to Deb and says, shoot me. But he hands her the camera, not a gun. I wrote oh. down here. God, I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that was the oh my god. That was yeah. So Deb does both. She shoots him with the camera and with the gun. And then we cut to footage of Jason before, all happy and excited, saying he's been given the gift of being able to document the events that happened. There'll be no fakeness. I'm going after everything really raw and really Why real. Why are you so happy? And when did he film this bit? It doesn't matter. That doesn't even bother me. Why are you so happy about this? Like, why is this so exciting in a positive way for you? Why are you Again, smirking? I- why are you smiling? Why are you so happy-go-lucky? But I think this is Romero's point. mm, I do. I think mm -hmm. this is his point about the youth and what he's scared of in the youth with how they're dealing with this stuff. I guess. It felt like he thought he got his lucky break, you know, which is plausible. Mm -hmm. But if he's going to say, 
it's going to be all raw and real. Mm-hmm. Make it like that. Don't, don't make a fucking... edit it and add music. He would hate what she's done to his film. <laughs> he would fucking hate it. Uh, oh, Steb says she's going to finish his movie. And then someone else, uh, is it, I forget who it is. Is it the New York guy says the movie's over? And she says, no, there's going to be more. There's got to be more. Which I'm really praying is not true. But unfortunately, there is a tiny bit more. The professor says some dumb shit about mornings, which I couldn't even be bothered. Like, yeah, me neither. Oh, I, I started, saying I started for writing that. it down. And I was like, I don't even bother with this bullshit. No. Mirrors and mornings and being old. Yeah, and old, yeah. Pray. Making old <laughs> man oh, feel God. bad. Again, I kind of agree with him, but fuck off. <laughs> Just fuck off. No need. No need. And so Deb asked him to f- say it again because she didn't film it. And then on the security cameras inside the panic room, they see dozens of zombies suddenly turning up at the house. I don't know why. It seems very quiet for up until then and suddenly dozens of zombies. There's no gunshots. I mean, I guess she shot him once. But I don't know. In previous zombie movies, Romero showed a correlation of an event that the characters do to lure in their doom. But no, not here. So they just locked themselves in the safe room. And then we see the last thing that Jason downloaded before he died. Some hicks from Dawn of the Dead and Night of the Living Dead using dead people for shooting practice. But the worst one of all is that they strung up a woman just for kicks and then they shoot her from the mouth down so she's like severed across the jawline. So she's still alive because her brain would still be active. And then we see a bloody tear roll from her eye (laughs) as Deb dubs over the top are we worth saving? You tell me. End credits. <laughs> so they're just they're just living in the uh, in the safe room now. Yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, making babies probably. Right, and film. So when she said his movie's not finished, I'm going to finish it for him. She meant, but inside the safe room. <laughs> Wait, so who's left? Just Deb and the professor. And the New York guy. Isn't he still alive? Oh, New York so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they didn't even, like, you know, take food into the panic room, I don't think. I bet in a pack room, there should be some food. Ah, like, there'll be food in a There's a bathroom, so. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> That's not food, Christine. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> don't know how you were brought up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck me. I mean, the, the blood tear... <sighs> You know, I mean, that's the moment where you're like, okay, again, Romero's trying to make us feel more sorry for the zombies than the people, but I'm not getting that from the rest of this movie. Mm-hmm. There's not much luckily to say more about this movie. I got a couple, I feel some reviews uh, written down because I, my memory of this film coming out of it at Fright Fest when we saw it, was it Fright Fest? Yeah, I think they showed this one at Fright Fest as well. But anyway, out of the cinema with the group I went to see it with was nobody liked it. Different levels of hatred <laughs> that were slightly fueled by how many found footage films you had seen. And I remember the public not liking it. I remember this being really hated. So I was going looking at the reviews and I read a whole bunch and I was shocked by how many people like this movie. Um, so I've picked just four kind of, you know, bigger critics. So we've got Rolling Stone magazine gave this film a 3.5 out of four. They said, forget wow. Cloverfield. I'm giving top props to Romero for using a handheld digital camera to swat at the YouTubification of America. This one belongs with the leaders of the scare pack. What? Let's let that sink in. Uh, Final Girl, which you guys might not know, but it's a really cool horror site because I, want, I wanted uh, some horror input. 
They said, the, uh, actually, sorry, Dread Central. That's a good horror one. They gave it a 4.5 out of 5. And they said, with this entry, the master of horror truly hits his mark. Roger Ebert's site, but this is after, I think it was after Roger Ebert died, but he didn't review it anyway. He gave it three stars, or they gave it three stars, and said, I think they do out of four. They said, Romero's movies are even more entertaining for their zesty socio-political satire and diary explodes like an undead noggin with that stuff. Someone on a talk radio show is overheard remarking that the real immigration problem is now about people crossing the border between life and death. Which is true, someone does say that in the movie, and it's not a bad line or a point to make. But, oh, like people were, people were seeing this film how Romero wanted them to see it. I mean, okay, so is his point for these films to make you hate people? Because that's what it really does. It makes me hate everybody. <laughs> it makes me thing. think I people think... are just horrible, like everybody. It, d- it doesn't make me feel for anybody. Yeah. I think that is part of his point. But okay. with the other films, you have to give someone that you can attach to. And mm-hmm. I have in the other films. Even mm-hmm. with Land of the Dead, I had zombies and people who I could attach to. This I didn't attach to anyone. The only review that I uh, when I went through a bunch, Final Girl gave one, and I, I agree with this one. They said there was no tension, urgency, or creepiness, or real sense of danger. It all comes down to a good idea, exceedingly poor execution. Yeah. The more I think about it, the less I like it, so I'm just going to stop thinking about it. <laughs> uh, which, yeah, that's how I feel <laughs> pretty much. We're just so preachy. And... Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I hate to say it, but it feels like an old man having a rant about yes. stuff that it's it just, doesn't is irrelevant. Yeah, now. he's just becoming like bitter and bitter and bitter. Yeah, and lost all the fun in the process. And and yeah. again, I agree with him with pretty much all of his points. But it's just like this isn't a movie that I want to watch. Like maybe if I listen to you in the making of talking about how you feel about the world, I'd find it way more interesting. You know. Just tell me in a conversation because you don't know how to turn it into a story anymore. Um, so there's very little tension here when I ask you guys. <laughs> Christina, how do you feel about Diary of the Dead? And what, what do you want from a film that's going to come out just two years after this is going to be his last entry in the Living Dead films? Okay, so, you know, there's some things about it that I, I was kind of excited about. The found footage wasn't bad it was kind of fun to see it shot in a different way and i liked that they were you're out for a second (laughs) what i thought you were gonna go and i'm out (laughs) (laughs) no i liked the motor home i liked the um the hideout room you know the um whatever what is it called the panic room i wish that like those like i think that i it's true. I think the idea of it was really cool, but everything just like I, they could have done the found footage better. They, I wish they like hung out more in the in the motorhome and really made it like their escape vehicle. I wish they hung out more in the panic room and you know made it more of like their home and their their little survival nook, like things like that. I, I was hoping to see. But nothing ever really happened like that. And I don't know. It was, I don't know how I feel about this movie. I wish it was written a little better. I wish the acting was a little better. 
because um, I think it could have been really good. Europe, I don't know if we've broken you or if you're just a positive sunny creature, but you are much <laughs> happier about this than we are, I think. No, I'm not happy about it. Okay. I'm not at all. I just okay. like... But you see, there's something there. I was hoping for... I, I could see how it could have been really good. I was, I was hoping for it to get better, but Hana, it didn't, man. <laughs> I, it's true, I didn't attach to anybody. Uh, a lot of it made me really angry. And I was just like yeah. dumbfounded <laughs> yes. by a lot of it. So that's it. And it for old. the next movie, I really fucking don't know. I feel like it's going to be... <laughs> I feel like it's not about what I want, but it's about what I expect yeah. to see, which is it's probably there's probably gonna be a lot of TV and radio and internet stuff in it. There's gonna be a lot of uh shitty asshole cops. There's gonna be a lot of like black people portrayed in weird ways. There's gonna be a lot of racist comments. There's gonna be a lot of like ugh, asshole <laughs> characters that I cannot connect with. People are gonna say weird things that don't make sense. <laughs> I'm going to get the weebie-jeebies again. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was beautiful. <laughs> that but was absolutely I'm beautiful. optimistic. I, I, want that, I want that diatribe on the front cover of every single Romero movie. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. He does. This man do, is, is a genius and does have really amazing ideas and invented zombies, basically, right? Mm -hmm. And invented a lot of firsts. So you got to give him that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, actually, is this the first one? In all the other films, there's always been something in each film and you're like, oh, this was important for zombie heritage, even up to Land of the Dead with them calling them walkers. This is the first one where I think there's nothing he added to zombie lore. Uh, there's been no new idea here that we now use and think of as zombies. Yeah, but look at it. We're fucking watching all these fucking movies and doing a podcast <laughs> on it. Like, I don't know. He, I mean, he did something right, I guess. <laughs> We just did all the Hellraiser films, so I don't know if that really means anything. <laughs> Haruka. It was shite. <laughs> it really was. Like, again, you know, I mean, I do have some respect for Romero for, you know, not sticking to the old formula that he knows that definitely works and trying to, like, mix it up with every single dead film, which is, you know, I guess it's like, brave and fun and but oh my god the dialogue was just so bad everything else was so bad <laughs> made me so angry i mean yeah i wish it was just like a simple you know road movie on a Winnebago yeah. a bunch of like you know kids like on Route 66 the TV show you wanted to do yeah yeah. I, yeah I guess they do have that in like Walking Dead a bit I don't know if you know and Zombieland and, and Zombieland yeah which yeah. ends in a similar house to this pretty much true yeah. true but with Bill Murray yeah I mean if this film was like made in like the early early 90s and mm. if it wasn't by Romero, then I'll be mm. like, okay, fair enough. But considering it was released in the same year as like Wreck and, you know, 30 Days of Night and all these like high quality horror mm. films, it's just, yeah, it was bad, man. It was mad. It was bad. So what do you want for our very last 
Romero zombie film. I would love, I know I'm not going to get it, but I would love a road movie with just Bob and Big Daddy, just like, <laughs> you know, going they off into up. the sunset. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. But I know I'm not going to get it, but. You never know. You never, you never know. know. Yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, like, what I, yeah, I kind of like you're saying, Huka, what I admire here is Romero, like, he does his biggest film he's ever done, makes tons of money off of it. There's a big demand for him. And then he decides, no, I want to go back to being tiny. I want to go as small as I can. And his original thing is, let's get students. Let's do this for nothing. Let's do this for half a million dollars. He wanted to do this like the original night. And I love his enthusiasm with that. It's in his late 60s, you know? It's like, it's fucking awesome. And uh, yeah, I like that he mixes it up. And I like that he's brave or slash stupid enough to take on something that really only young people should be talking about because it's a young... I mean, horror is a young person's game. I really do think that. I do think like directors when they get older it's very hard for them to make successful horror movies so you have to look at this film as a horror film and you have to look at it as a social political commentary it definitely doesn't work as a horror film uh it barely works as a film <laughs> but his all of his social political commentary again i think he does have some new things to say and i think mm-hmm. some of them are actually interesting but this is not how you say any of it and again, I mean it, there are making ofs and you can watch him talk about it and you get way more passion, way more interesting you know, points to it all just listening to him talk about it. The only highlights in this film for me are the kills, um, which as we went through it, I realized any time I had, oh, that was kind of cool. Well, there were some cool kills in this actually and some of those effects look pretty fun. But the problem is, it's like you have to, all I feel from Romero right now is he doesn't like anybody. And... You can feel that through this film of you don't like your own characters. And if you don't like your own characters, no one else can like your own characters. And that means that's a big problem. That's a huge problem. You know, it's like you can have a despicable, horrible character. I mean, let's look at like, you know, a film like Shame or something. And I can't believe I'm bringing up Shame in this one. But a film like Shame and the lead character is objectively meant to be a bad person but it's written from a point of sympathy because the writer clearly has been to these dark places and understands what that's like so you empathize because they care about this person even if they're a bad person and that's what you need here you need oh sure all right let's write about these complicated bad characters but you have to care about them and understand them Mm -hmm. and this feels like an old man trying to understand a young generation while moaning about it a bit with some good points but you need a young person then to come in and go, well, no, this is why we are how we are. I can maybe make this, you know, and put that humanity into this because there's no humanity in the zombies or the people. And I fucking hate this film. <laughs> I really hate this film. And it pains me. I hoped maybe it would be like, well, that was all right, but a bit dull. But no, it's terrible. It's just terrible. And not even terrible enough to be funny. Like, there are a few bits which are hilariously bad, but... Yeah, I mean, I wish we'd got... This is the one that I wish we had seen together, Haruka, because I think it would have mm-hmm. been a lot funnier. A lot funnier. Yeah. I mean, like, the problem with, like, bad films, like, bad films can be good as long as there's love, but this mm. one felt very hateful. Yes, exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, exactly. So, no, I do not like this movie, and it's definitely right down there with the bottom. And Don't I've give only it away. Seen, I'm not. I've only <laughs> seen... Yeah, well, it's... You know... I've obviously not hated any of the films so far this amount. Next week's one I've only seen once as well when it first came out and I haven't returned to it. So I'm intrigued to go back to it. 
Um, it only came out two years later, so actually the shortest amount of time between uh, his dead films. Until then, you can head on over to weirdgeeks.com, weirdgeeks.com, where you can listen to all of our, well, you can patch out to all of our podcasts. You can uh, go to all of our social medias. And what else can you do? You can go to our Twitch channel. We've got some cool stuff coming. You can also email us through that website, weirdgeeks.com, or just email us at mail at weirdgeeks.com, mail at weirdgeeks.com. And we do all of this stuff for free. We put a lot of hours into it, a lot of energy. We watch terrible films like this. <laughs> that Honestly, I'm so impressed you guys didn't even turn it off at some point. You go, you know what, Al? I'm quit. I'm done. And we do it because we're stupid, but also so you guys can listen to this stuff. Um, and the only way we ask you to support us is to go and subscribe, to give us a rating or something like that. We're not going to do Patreon. We're not going to do ads. You don't need to fund us in any way. Uh, we'll always do this for free. Just just please subscribe. It does help us out. While you're on weirdgeeks.com, why not hit the weird tessellate button? They're a publisher. They're a production company. We're out of London, LA, and Tokyo. And we make feature films, short films, music videos, albums. We're going to be getting into games and apps. And we just finished making our first feature film called Starfish, which we talk about on our topical podcast, which goes up sporadically. Um, that's just called Geeks. And you can get that through the same feeds. I'm your host, Al White, and I'm Mr. Al White on all of the social medias. What about you guys? I am at underscore hi, Christina, on Instagram and Twitter. And Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> And I think I'm Haruka Abe on Twitter. Oh my and god! Haruka.haruka on. on Instagram. This is a running joke. This is ridiculous. Doesn't matter. Honestly, guys, thank you very much. I hope you enjoy next week's film more. We'll find out. We will be next back next Friday with Survival of the Dead. And as always, I like to tease you guys with a little bit. So I'm going to tell you two tiny facts. Number one is next week's movie is going to be the very first movie in Romero's Living Dead series where we have a returning character. Ooh. And my number two fact is it's sort of a Western. We'll see Ooh. you next Friday with Survival of the Dead. Until then, we are out, geeks. 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 <laughs> <laughs>